Uh, so hi, Internet. Uh, we are playing uh, more Project Pixies. Um, I am Matt. I will be your host tonight. Um, so I don't actually know what happened in the last game. <laughs> I don't think I was present for it. You were not. Uh, uh, Zach could what though. happened because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, an op went horribly, horribly wrong. That seems to be the current theme they, of this season. <laughs> the all right, so people were sent into a sand into a sandstorm, uh, or uh, to investigate why it wasn't stopping and staying over this one particular town. Um, and one group was sent in full of NPCs, uh, led by Wendy, and they didn't come back. So a second group was sent in to find out what happened to them, and it turned out there's like it turned out the sandstorm was in another dimension, and that the place was freaking out over witches because they knew something weird was going on and they were randomly finding anybody remotely suspicious and killing and trying them as a witch and then killing them including children and we kind of that, that we kind of came and you know and then and that was happening for a while before even the first group arrived and the first group arrived they were they sort of put a stop to that with an uneasy alliance with the militia, town militia, but the town militia was kind of suspicious of them, and they had to fake kill their own people. Only we didn't know it was fake. We didn't. When, only we didn't we know it up. was fake because it was done by the illusionist whose power is so strong that it fools other psychics. So when we arrived, we were convinced that... Uh, that our own people had been executed, that Arson and one of the sea base crew had been executed by Wendy because uh, A, people told us that happened, and B, uh, it even managed to fool Janos enough to have it, like that appeared in his vision. So Yeah, yeah he had the vision of uh, Wendy shooting Arson to death. We eventually figured out what was going on and put a stop to it all, but... People had a bad time. Uh, Cherry ended up in the brig for a few days when she got back because she basically tried to force Wendy out of command at gunpoint. Uh, no, she, Wendy pulled a gun on her and she drew it okay, back. Okay, she still she tried to make she tried to force Wendy to step down with like only the Seraphim there to help. Uh, Kira ended up ended up in the brig for a day just because she was in charge, and they pretty much admitted she did the best she could, but because, you know, you're responsible for your subordinates. And then, uh, when they got back, Janos started freaking out because of having visions and also possibly having a psychic talk to him in his head, and started to run away, and Sasha went after him, and they managed to just... It's less she managed to uh, talk him down and more he hit things that caused him to stop, it seemed like, because of what the voice in his head was saying. But, uh, so they narrowly avoided managing to become runaway agents. And Gregorio was there. And Gregorio was there, because Gregorio was ordered to, if they moved at any further away, trank them. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so... Uh, Cherry, uh, so yeah, also Cherry's in on the conspiracy, or at least Which what Janos and Sasha, what Janos and Sasha know about the, about the conspiracy involving, they were suspicious of Wendy. Oh, it was also to explain to them, but no one else. 
Uh, Alice confi- told Janos and Sasha, but no one else, that the reason one day often acts so suspicious is she's basically like a triple agent working for them, and that she's feed- feeding some institution that we don't know that we don't know what, but she's feeding whoever thinks it, they're employing her false information. <laughs> Okay. Or at least information that the project wants to be funneled. So uh, later we find out she's a quadruple agent. Y- yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Janos is freaking out because there's possibly a psychic traitor talking in his head, and also he doesn't trust anybody at the organization. And Sasha's uh, kind of freaking out because Janos ran away and then asked her to run away with him, and was rather torn and is feeling kind of helpless right now and cherry's freaking out because it was all that other stuff was all a bad deal and also i think she just shocked her relationship with leo a couple of times due to terrible luck yeah i proceeded to roll the most ass and i shocked a lot of things it happens so yep all right well we're doing gregory is still happy though i think yeah he's fine Gregory's always happy, though. <laughs> Everything always goes well for Gregory. Um, all right, Give well, me a situation where uh, it doesn't go well for Gregory, and I'll... You guys have been in yes. detention, and then also on, and then also had uh, some non-mission time. What have you guys been up to? Sasha would have been up to a thing that I can't do without Charlie, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll just... We'll just leave that there. We'll leave that put there. Put that on a table, uh, and we'll put that table on another table. Um... Uh, Otherwise, she's probably been uncharacteristically uh, solitary. Gregory's just been doing the same stuff. Just what, is, what is the same stuff? Uh, reading his off time, going to the gym. Although I guess since the mission, he's been practicing the uh, flicker fighting. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Kira? Uh, same thing that she always does, I guess. Which is? Just hanging around. <laughs> All right. Um... What about Cherry? Cherry yeah. At one point, attempts quality time with Leo, and it seems to go well, except she mentally freaks out over it. Is that how it was explained? That's all I'm really going to say. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, Kira is unfazed by everything. She's a sociopath. <laughs> there was a run made on her fuck bank. The fuck harvest is low, and winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, do you guys have anything you want to do? Um. Since you want to leave know. time for base stuff, I assume you have some base stuff. Uh, is Sasha doing anything notable on base that like? I think, I think uh, Zach said that Sasha's just been kind of in her room or otherwise she's, isolated. She's normally she's a very social person. She's kind of not right now, so that that might be notable that she is there's that. If somebody wants to catch her alone, there's a lo- it's a lot easier to catch her alone during this time. All right. Well, I'll leave it up for anyone else to do that before I... Otherwise, I'll take it. Everyone else, you want to go see Sasha. Why and... All right, Jerry goes and sees Sasha. <laughs> yeah, Gregory <laughs> just met Sasha. <laughs> All right, yeah. Jerry, like, knocks on her door at one point. Yeah, um, it's open. All right, thanks. Um, hey, are you okay? Oh, hey, um, yeah, yeah, just, um, no, I'm not. Oh, um, 
I thought as much. You want to talk about it? I... I... Sure, but... um, Shut the door? Sure. Step inside and close the door behind her. Okay, um... You can't tell anyone about this, alright? Because it's kind of a big deal, at least I think. Uh, I'm good at keeping secrets. Yeah. After after we got back from that last mission, um, Janos kind of f- freaked out. I think he saw something or something, and he nearly ran off. And I nearly ran off with him. Oh. She will slump down on Sasha's bed then. Um, I see. Do you want to leave? I don't know. I don't. Not really. I mean, I was, at first, I was really upset and kind of felt like I was strong-armed into it, but, I mean, I don't know. I I guess I just figure if I leave, what else am I going to do? I, I don't really have any kind of plans or ambitions, and at least I'm doing some good here, but Janos really doesn't trust this place, and when we're dealing with stuff like the kind of stuff we were talking about the other day it especially doesn't help that i suppose so i i'm just worried now he's spending all his i mean he's spending all his time alone and i don't really know what he's thinking and i'm worried that if he considered asking him i mean i tried i mean he wasn't really talking to me at the time that all happened and he was I don't know he was having visions or something but he I don't really think I was getting through I just I don't really know what I can do for him you know I mean I try to convince him that this place isn't as bad as he thinks and you know they're being trust a lot of the people but right I'm scared if he what if he runs off and gets himself killed? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he had a life before this, right? Well, yeah. And he still knew you before this. She nods. I mean, I don't, I don't see why, I don't see why it wouldn't be a problem to just leave then, officially. I, I don't think he believes them. When they say that's a thing we can do. Oh. I see. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say. If he did leave, would you leave? I don't know. Right. Um, sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's nothing I haven't been asking myself already. Um... I'll figure something out. I mean, I need... I just need to wait until... There's someone I need to talk to, and when they come back, I think I'll be... 
I think I can figure something out then. All right. Um, uh, I was just curious in the event. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, um, you're welcome. How, how have you been holding up? I know you got sent to the brig because of all that, which I didn't really think was fair, but... Leo came back, so everything's fine. That's good. Uh, are you sure you kind of... Sure. Meow. <laughs> yeah. Damn cats! <laughs> Who keeps letting the, these cats in the base? Meow! <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Don't worry. I'll be fine. Okay, well... You ever need to talk about something too? I can listen. You know. Of course. Um. Thanks. All right. Um, I think I'm gonna go then. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'll um. Right. I'll see you around. All right. See ya. And then and then she heads out to go to the mess hall and then probably just lounge around in the commons. All right. Is anyone else doing anything? Because we're still waiting on Josh. <laughs> And say, yeah, I'd do something with Janos, but it sounds like she's just going to get stonewalled, more or less, so. Because Janos is a wall of bitterness right now. Yes. You know, he's not a wall of bitterness. That guy. What's what's Grigory doing? He's probably visiting. He's probably what? Visiting. Okay, I thought you said he's just existing. <laughs> well, also that. Who's he, what, visiting? Yeah. Who's he visiting? There's, there's, people, in the, there's people in the brig, why? Oh, no, there's no one in the brig anymore, it's... Oh. That's the time they were unbrigged. Yeah, oh. they were only brigged for like a day or two. In, two in, people in, were brigged for three days. In that case, he's probably just in the comments reading. All right, warrior philosopher. <laughs> hey, uh, what you reading? Uh, it's one of H.G. Wells' things. Oh, right. She sits down, puts out of the couch. How is everything? Hmm. How is everything? It's going fine. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm positive. All right then. She's two by six positive, I guess. Did she connive? Yeah. I would have had Sasha roll up, think, but I think it would have been a pointless endeavor. <laughs> oh dear. Actually, her out thinks up to five now, so it's not completely terrible. Just mostly terrible. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, get out of the break, and everything's fine now. Lesson learned, etc. Gotcha. What about you? How are you doing? Uh, just fine, I suppose. Uh, and then she 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 is out of ideas, things to say, and quietly reads. All right. Leo is back from leave that he was on, as he is whenever missions go poorly for some reason. <laughs> I think he was actually out. On, he, he was out on his own mission with with Alice. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was, but who knows? It's a blank space. Maybe it will be important later. It's 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 yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it's that mission mission X. The mission it's it's so it's it's really classified. I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impressive because I can talk about how I went to the secret moon base. <laughs> All right. Um. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, Leo goes and finds people and talks to them. Um, the only person available. I guess I'll go to the commons first, because that's the place where the people happen to be. <laughs> Hello! Oh, hey, Grigory. Yeah, Grigory. Yeah. Uh, Leo, hey. Hey, Jerry. Hello, dear friend. Stay a while and listen. So what in particular? How are you doing that with your voice? Doing what? Okay, that was, that was strange. Um, so... Yeah, I've been out on assignment. What's been happening with you guys? He sits down on another couch. Everyone seems so depressed. Cherry, like, doesn't say anything. Because and, and, she went and spent the day with him the other day. And she didn't talk about what happened. Yeah. She just kind of rolled her shoulders. You know, he was tired and he was training and he just wanted to hang out. Exactly. So... Did you guys do any missions while I was gone? Uh, almost one. Oh, uh, gotta maintain OPSEC or, uh, everything? I was here on the base. I can't say much more beyond that. Uh, okay. Um, me were on hmm? a mission before that. It, it was... She rolled her shoulders. It was kind of a bunch of bullshit. Uh, oh, hey, Kira, I didn't even notice you. Hey, Kira... Except to apparently sneak up on people. With pizza, too. <laughs> yes, she has a whole box. She got it. <laughs> she picked it up before she came to the base, because base food sucks. <laughs> Did you order she... delivery to our secret government base? No, it's, not picked... de- it's not delivery. It's to short. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even finish that thought without chuckling. Yeah, can or, you uh, just? Sort of? I, I want a pizza. Can you just send it out to this empty field in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> I want to have a picnic. Just 40 miles southeast of St. Petersburg. <laughs> it's a good thing you found the biosphere. I've been flickering pizza and Morse code out with my flashlight at the window for days. <laughs> <laughs> you have a window? <laughs> um. uh, so, I don't know what happened. Last time I came back, last time I came back when you guys were doing something, someone had lost a finger. I remember that. Yeah, it's actually where we met, you and me. Yes. Formally. Right. Like, for real. Yes. Um, I don't know, you guys care to talk about what happened, or...? There was a wizard involved, apparently, so... Oh. I don't think there's gonna be much to talk about that people... Yeah. You cannot trust wizards. Yeah, Mikhail doesn't okay. know. Mikhail always says bad things about them. Yeah, so I figured wizards involves... Mostly no just says their wizard. name with a weird, like, grating quality to his voice. Wizards... Yeah. I know, right? Wizards. Goddamn. Oh, hi. Hey, dudes. Seraph? <laughs> uh, you can call me hey, Komarov Sarah. or whatever. Or Seraph, I'm sure. Oh, sorry. He shrugs. He acts like he doesn't care. D- does he care? No he one knows. He probably does a little bit. But no one knows because he's a really good liar. Yes, our only, uh, our only uh, telepath is gone. He's on special assignment to foreign lands. <laughs> he requested a transfer after he realized he could not have Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> See, that sounds like a joke, but it's basically true. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, Sifem. Um, man, everybody's, I guess it's common area, so why not? Yes. Kira, are you going to share any of that pizza? 
No, this entire, but yes, of course, I'm going to share it. Awesome. I'm not going to eat a whole piece of it myself. Oh, just I'm just in the corner shuffling down. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did lose her relationship with the, no, with the gym, but that doesn't, no, she's, she will share the pizza. <laughs> High five pizza, buddy. <laughs> Someone else mentioned they also had pizza, James. So. Oh, man. It's like a pizza party for half of us. Um, uh, yeah, Cherry. At one point, is she? 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 She's. She's just like, uh, yeah, like, like, like. Said, there was a wasn't involved, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't very consequential. All right. Well, everyone came back with all their limbs this time, right? No limbs lost. So, far, as far as I know, it was fight. a success. Everyone turned out happy. That's a strange statement, <laughs> but all right. She's kind of looks like she got. Okay, is there something somebody's not telling me? You guys are being really coy about this. Oh, um, how classified is that? Out of character. Um, I don't uh, know. People, <laughs> I don't actually know. How oh, uh, Cherry basically it is. like. Wait, is Cherry there? She's yeah, there. She yeah. Um. Well, there was some. Words had with our commanding officer, I guess. I mean, a certain, a couple people had words with a certain Wendy. Uh, there was some break action afterwards, some dead children beforehand. Uh, it wasn't super pleasant. Oh, I think a few people thought arson was dead for a little bit. Huh. Yeah, I could see that would be bad. Um, wait, so what happened with the commanding officer? Why did people get brigged? Um, um ah. he'll you know what he looks at cherry like should i say something even though like he knows that looking at her like that says something but he does it in a way that makes it look like he doesn't know that he's accidentally telling leo something because he's an asshole she does she avoids eye contact with him really awkwardly and it gets a slice of pizza for herself uh, Kira will interrupt and say that uh, she gave I gave Wendy a few harsh words and she wasn't all that pleased with it. Yeah. Well, I guess if it's important, Alice will talk about it. It's not really. I just don't like Wendy, and I let her know. No. That seems. Seraphim looks at Kira like this is interesting. Why is she coming for Terry? That's weird. I thought there's something weird about Wendy because she's brigging people for I don't know saying that she they don't like her hair or whatever and. Yeah, she's not a, not a good commanding officer. <laughs> it's it's worth noting that uh, the the, the brigings were backed up by Alice upon return to base. Yeah, fact, so that's pro- yeah. So I mean, in fact, Wendy was going to give people soft brig, which meant they were basically just confined to their rooms except for mandatory stuff, and then Alice actually changed it to hard brig time. Well, they were actually confined to the to, to the actual brig, and not and not permitted visitors. First, pizza's pretty good. <laughs> I guess if it's important, I'll talk about it. The the bringing yeah. of the pizza. They might talk about the pizza if it's really that important. Pizza is pretty important. Perhaps the most important. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like how literally half the players are fucking eating pizza right now. <laughs> I stuck in that statement. Oh, fine. <laughs> and I'll I'll be right back. <laughs> and she excuses herself to go to the bathroom and splash water in her face. Wait, do you not out. do you not want pizza? No, thank you. That's just more for the rest of us. 
Oh, man. So, yeah, she goes to the bathroom to splash water on her face. Because, holy shit, everything is stressful. I'm going to roll face plus pizza and eat all this pizza. I am going to hurt you if you I'm roll a... face plus pizza. <laughs> I have five dice in my relationship with pizza. Don't ask Quatsbury. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> I will turn this game around. We will all go home. <laughs> hey, I have pizza at home. I got pizza all over the place. Everywhere. World pizza. <laughs> The walls are just covered in it. All right. Well, yeah, instead of being coy and, I don't know, asking about it, I don't know, Leo will probably go and talk to Alice <laughs> and find out what what went down, if it's if it's important, and if it's if, if it's that important to things. If it's not, then he doesn't fry about it, because there's no point in messing up team stuff. Oh, goodness. Coherency. <laughs> Do you, do you want me to play Alice telling him about it? If you want, I otherwise I can just say sure. Alice tells him about it. <laughs> sure. All right, yeah, sure. She's in her office. Goes to Alice's office and talks, yeah. Oh, hey, Leo, come in. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, what can I do for you? Uh, I just wanted to know the details of the last op, if that's, of the last op from the rest of the squad, if that's not heavily guarded. There's a lot of things that people are being really kind of waves his hands about hmm. no that's the, that's the hand time for psychic powers no i if i was saying he's doing psychic hands i'd say he's doing psychic hands <laughs> uh, he'd wiggle his fingers not wave his hand okay my bad yeah yeah you, you, the it's the finger waggle is the thing yeah i don't i don't know what's going on everybody's being really cagey about stuff i'm not gonna pry if it's if, it, if it's not an important thing but it's... the op was really awry right. hmm the op went horribly awry. That's what people were saying. There was a mention of wizards and dead children. The Wendy was the what was the initial commanding officer that was sent in. She made a bad call. The second group went in to find them when we lost contact with them for a few days, and a couple of them attempted to relieve Wendy of command when they when, when they encountered her first. All right. Do you have any concerns about any of the uh, about any of our any members of our squad? Any special recommendations or anything that should be uh, taken into account? Personally, I'm concerned about Sasha and Cherry. And what aspects do they uh, do they need improvement? Cherry was the one who, who who drew a firearm on a commanding officer and attempted to relieve her of command. Oh. And that hasn't. She's been very unwilling to talk about it about anything. And Sasha has become increasingly more and more distant. She's also become unwilling to talk. That seems like it'll. What effect do you think it'll have on their uh, on their? Do you think they're ready to go out into the field again anytime soon? Do you think they're fit for field duty? As it stands, yes, but barely. All right. I'll keep an eye on them. Um, if you want ask... more details, if you want more details, speaking to, well, if you can get Sasha to open up about it, that would be wonderful. Okay. Well, do you have any other recommendations for myself or Mikhail? That's, or I guess Mikhail's currently, Mikhail is currently on leave. Hmm. Extended leave, actually. Oh, what happened? He had a lot of it saved up. Oh, okay. I thought it, it, he was talking about microfractures last time. Oh, he was—he's still very, very hurt. But he's taking a vacation for now. 
Okay. Like I said, he's saved up a lot of it over the years. Understood. Kira, Kira's just fine right now. All right. Well, do you? I mean, do you have any recommendations? Does either does any of us stand to pose as squad leaders for what to do with um, our current, uh, for what to do with those current members of our? I don't mean to sound presumptuous. It's just a thing I aspire to, and I wish to be prepared in case that comes up. I understand. It's a matter. It's less a matter of a squad leader, and more a matter of the entire squad. Grigory was not involved, and he is perfectly perfectly sound right now. Honestly, so is Kira. Right. I'm just saying, what uh, what should we take into consideration when deploying uh, Cherry or Sasha on the field? Is there any special considerations we should take into account? Is there anything we should do? Anything we should keep watch for? Excessive distance. Understood. Well, that is all the questions I had at this time. All right, dismiss them. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, <laughs> damn it, Josh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll go talk with Cherry. Talk with Cherry and Sasha. Um, and I'll try and make this quicker because I want to try and get through this. I want to try and get through the material I wrote tonight. <laughs> but uh, I can't go to the field because everyone's broken. <laughs> um. Everyone's got problems. <laughs> well, you could always save it for uh, after the scenario. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. I don't know what month it was when the last game happened. Um, but uh, it was late summer, like. Okay. Yeah, it was late. Well, uh, time passes. August. Now it is. Now it is September of 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was not past September because this game has to happen in September. <laughs> um. And yeah, um, whoever is, uh, I don't know if Mikhail's still on leave or yeah, he's still on leave. He's always going to leave. All right, yeah. he has a lot of vacation time. His 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 leave is basically an excuse as to why Anichka is also not around. They're on vacay. Okay. All right. Um. So I guess uh, Seraphim uh. <laughs> Seraphim, Sasha, Cherry, Akira, and Grigory and Leo are around uh, the dining table uh, in the morning, uh, dining as a squad, as they do <laughs> occasionally, unless Seraphim just doesn't. Unless Seraphim's too cool to eat with the rest of the with the rest of the group. Like fifty-fifty. Sometimes All just the better cool is food is terrible. Yeah, it's nutritious. You can have nutritious and tasty food. <laughs> yeah. I think it's another form of training. What, so if we acquire something in the field, we can eat it, no matter what it is? It's just a sort of fortitude, loyalty, <laughs> that is required to eat this. Cherry? Yeah? I think it's just cheap. Could you do something for me? What's that? Could you inquire how this tastes? How does it taste? <laughs> Th- thank you. Paramedic. <laughs> I don't get it. The don't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she looks really confused. Uh, maybe, maybe later. I'll show you a thing. God damn it. I've lost track of which pile is meat and which one is not. I just kind of mix them together right, so it doesn't up matter. Dog. <laughs> anyway, uh, eventually you get used to things that don't have flavor. So it's really something you want to do. What? It's useful. 
you know, if you're used to something not having flavor, when you eat something that is flavorful, it's a lot better. I'm pretty sure it's just cheap, and it cuts down expenses. Yes, I think yeah. you have the right of it. I mean, maybe all those other things just happen as a result. It's either good food or good guns. So, military operation, it makes sense. However, an army does march on its stomach. On their stomach, not their taste buds. Uh. <laughs> she she kind of got to that. Also, both of those give really disturbing imagery. If you think about them literally. Uh, you guys are uh, interrupted as um, as Alice steps up and uh, Alice comes up to your table and uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. You're finished with breakfast. Please come down to conference room. Uh, please come down to conference room C. Uh, there is a situation you must be briefed on. Absolutely. Sure thing. Uh, thank you. All right. Jerry will quickly finish eating and then go. All right. And the rest of you do as well, I assume. <laughs> Someone wants to be a dick. All right. Seraphim decides to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Seraphim. You just took that as your cue, didn't you? Ways. All right, um, so yeah, uh, you guys uh, head on down to the conference room. You find it is darkened, uh, and as normal as per, as per the normal admission briefings, there is a projector on the table and a uh, screen that is, you know, it has uh, it says these, you know, these are classified. Do not, you know, do not talk about these, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and once you are gathered, um, Alice uh, pulls out her. Uh, Alice pulls out the remote and uh, gets down to the briefing. All right. Um, so, how many of you here are familiar with our? How many of you here are familiar with the uh, with the project's artifact collection business? Uh, Grigory resolutely does not raise his hand. <laughs> A little bit. The what now? Came up once, I think. Yes, I didn't think any of you were terribly familiar with it. So since the foundation of the project, uh, we've been we've been after a number of things. One is the uh, one is the control and uh, con- well control of the supernatural uh, training training both ourselves to become better in control of the supernatural and uh, taking and keeping supernatural threats under order. The other one is an extension of the control of the supernatural. We uh, find and locate uh, find and locate any supernatural artifacts uh, such as uh, the Natroshka dolls that some of you encountered on the uh, on an operation, um, or uh, others of you may be familiar with a sentient house. Sentient house, you say? Yes. Is that considered an artifact? We are s- still really classifying it, but yes, I, I suppose you would be. <laughs> In any case, uh, we stand. In any case, we stand to put, place some of these in storage. But if any of them are useful, we uh, stand to study them and benefit from them. Uh, one such artifact was uh, one such artifact uh, was 197295C. Uh, she uh, pushes the button on a remote. This was. It shows a. Uh, it shows a. It is a file photo of what looks like a branch from a tree. This was. Uh, this was located from the. Uh, from. The northeastern United States back in the late 1990s. Uh, the uh, subjects of the subjects of the surrounding area. Um, she hits another button and shows a uh, shows. Uh, there's a very large uh, there's a very large nature preserve. Um, she kind of goes through and there's a number of slides of various animals and wildlife. They the the subjects uh, the subjects of this area appear to be appear to be very normal. However, and then she goes uh, to the next slide. It shows a badger Can they talk? constructing a cannon. God damn it. 
God damn it. Appeared to be gifted with the appeared to be gifted with the uh, with well, appeared to be gifted with a, a abnormal amount of intelligence for those of their for those uh well for what they were and also uh, <laughs> was Seraphim just like yelling that? <laughs> just like they could talk, they could talk, couldn't they? Damn it! Or were you just doing that? He so Seraphim's kind of your mouthpiece he, at times. It's really hard to tell. Not very loudly. He he basically is yes. But not like he's not trying to disrupt, but he does say it a couple times right. because God damn it. And yes, Seraphim also they were granted with the gift of speech. The animals in the animals are in the, this uh, proved very uh, this this proved to be most interesting to to those in the project, as these animals uh, appeared to build up a they appeared to build up a rudimentary society. They learned basics of technology and invention. Um, Managed to managed to do things that we we did not we, we did not believe were possible until the discovery of this artifact, and subsequently um, we started testing we started testing the properties of this artifact on various uh, on various subjects around here, and in uh, nineteen in nineteen ninety nine. Um, See. In 1999, uh, she goes to a slide of the uh, Baikonur Cosmodrome uh, and a proton rocket taking off. We launched uh, we launched Cosmos uh, 2363 um, in early in the uh, early days of 1999. Uh, but what people do not uh, what people what we did not tell the public is that this was not a conventional tracking satellite. Um, and then this is where I need to get that picture that I had ready. And that... Seraphim just has like his hand, like he's just his hand, his head is in his hands. And he's just like, oh god damn it, because he's like, are they putting sentient animals in space? Is that what they're doing? He's not saying that out loud, but that's what he's thinking, and he's just kind of shaking his head. <laughs> in any case, we did not launch. What was contained within was not a con- was not a conventional tracking satellite. It was an experimental habitation module, which on which, uh, well, there were several of these Cosmos flights that were launched, um, each of which would eventually be, each of which eventually have another Cosmos mission docked to it. Now, Cosmos, uh, Cosmos uh, 20, I keep losing track of things. Now, Cosmos 2363. Officially in officially in our uh, in our distinction is known as uh, is known as Stantia Golub, um, and I just say that because saying it in Russian sounds cooler. But what she actually says, uh, uh, it's colloquially known here around here as Pigeon Station. There were a number of so there were a number of ver- his head is on the desk now. There were a number of various kinds of uh, small animals that we believed would be quite would be quite useful in terms of long-term space flight as return as replacements uh, for non for currently non-existing robotic technology. These missions were to test. Hmm? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> and then Cherry starts putting her head in her hands now because now she starts to get it. These missions were designed to test the to test the long-term space flight and the utility of various of uh, various small animals in orbit. Now a. Could you say that one more time, please? These were designed to test the. These were designed to test the effects of long-term space flight and also the utility of small animals in orbit. Okay. She says with a completely Thank straight you. face. What, I, what kind of animals? Well, as you can imagine, uh, as you can imagine, Pigeon Station is home to is home to about a dozen pigeons, uh, which we could send up with uh, 
which we sent up with a number of EVA. They always make it back to the station. They do. They're actually quite reliable in microgravity. Um, she goes to another slide showing the inside of the uh, showing the inside of the habitat. Uh, Kira's just gonna put her elbow down on the table and like massage her forehead because wow, wow, she was not expecting this today. And she goes through and shows uh, shows the pigeons. Um, and you see the pigeons, uh, you know, floating around. Uh, there's also pigeons at, con- at command stations. There's pigeons uh, using. They show pigeons using hydroponics. There's pigeons uh, seem to be mining, mining some kind of control panel. Just oh god. Seraphim, do you take any issue with the with the information that's being dispensed to you at this moment? No, I love it. I think it's great, and I'm glad to be a part of this mission. Why do I doubt your sincerity? No, no, I'm, I'm abs- like. In I, any case, let me I get admit... to the. In any case, let me get to the important part of this. Okay. She. Uh, now we remain. We retain. We retain uh, regular contact with the station on a daily basis. Um, it, as it passes around the planet every uh, every ninety minutes, uh, it comes in contact with the ground station and relays any. Useful information they've gathered, as there's also a number of uh, there's a number of surveillance platforms on there, um, and also they come back to us with a number of uh, with come back to us with a num with uh, medical tests um, as they have for many years as they've continued this what is now a 10-year mission. A few days ago, though, we lost our we lost our downlink with the with the station, and. Made several attempts to hail them. We know we could see there. We could, and as um, well as a matter of as a matter of, of just good goddamn luck, uh, Progress M64 or Progress 64M happened to be departing from the International Space Station within that time. It had enough. Uh, it had enough um, thrust that it could depart and uh, approach an orbital inclination to try and make a rendezvous with the station. We attempted to we attempted to send it by and use its use its onboard use its onboard docking camera to um, look at to inspect to see if the station is was in its expected place and she hits a thing and it goes to this video and as we could see the station appeared to be still appeared to be intact it was the the structure of the station appeared to be fine but when we moved in uh, to attempt to well, what we noticed is that something appears something appeared to have collided with the station and knocking uh, dis- damaging its solar panels and knocking it out of alignment with the sun. We believe the station has now lost power, which explains the which explains the loss in communication and also why they wouldn't have jettisoned. And as you can see here, once we moved once uh, we moved Progress M64 or Progress 64M into the uh, into range to attempt to dock with the station and use its maneuvering thrusters to move the station back into position, we lost signal. So there appears to be whatever is collided with the station appears to be creating a large amount of EM interference. So, so this comes to the this comes to the important part of this comes to the important point of the mission. Your mission. Uh, the mission we are assigning you to is a is has many different parts. Uh, we are launching you in a we are launching you in a uh, in a large service vehicle um, designed to make uh, designed to actually designed to make rendezvous and move stations into the proper orbit. Now your mission is to is to dock with uh, is to dock with the pigeon station, attempt to move it back into the proper orbit if it if it appears that um, 
once you have docked, uh, attempt to attempt to board. See if see if the crew has survived. Uh, see if the station can be see if station power has been restored by moving it back into the proper alignment with the sun. And if it appears the if it appears the crew has not survived or the station integrity has failed, uh, your mission is to recover at least recover. Any of the crew you can find, return them for final scientific analysis, and also bring back and also bring back the uh, the fragment of the artifact that is on station that was granting them sentiences. It is priceless, and we cannot afford to lose it when the station eventually deorbits and burns up over the Pacific. Yeah, don't want that in the ocean. Oh man. Well, it wouldn't end I mean, up Occupy in the ocean. are pretty smart already. Well, you don't. I mean, they may not burn up. It's uh, it's magical. It's a magical artifact. We do not wish to test that. I hate to imagine a shark that can think like a man. Exactly. Some sort of or man octopi. shark. They're already smart. Imagine how smart they'd be with that thing. So, do any of you have any? Of do any of you have any questions regarding this assignment? Um, how are we guaranteed safety? So we're going to space. Oh right, you have been there. <laughs> You've been to space. What? Yeah, it was a fun time. Went to the moon base. Oh. And where were we? I fully admit, I do miss the view of the Earth. Seraphim just kind of looks at Alia, and then just yeah, doesn't it's... say anything. <laughs> he is yeah. speechless for once. The, yep, the Leo and the females present have all been to space. Yes. Yeah, so now we acknowledge. Now I we acknowledge the fact that uh, several of you have several of you have not been on a low Earth orbit mission or a mission beyond that point. Uh, we have brought in we have brought in uh, a former cosmonaut for training. Um, we do not have the amount of time we had for the last assignment, um, and we appear to be all of our current. We appear to have most of the necessary staff, and most of and the remainder of you can be made uh, the remainder of you can be made mission specialists, who only need to be trained in EVA. However, there is however there will be one that uh, there will be one that will need to uh, have proper communications training. Uh, Kira, as the uh, as the most experienced mission commander, uh, as the most experienced uh, extraterrestrial mission commander, uh, you have full charge of the mission. Please make your assignments wisely. Uh, you may proceed to the you may proceed to the lower level when you are uh, ready to uh, begin your uh, much abridged training. Kira's going to cool. sign up if it's possible for her to sign up for some of that uh, communications training. She's going to do that. Yes. Cherry will Otherwise, raise think... her hand. Yes. Seraphim will. Cherry? Um, those of us who are already specialists, are we going through training again, too? If there, if you... It is good to get back in the motions of it. All right. We will have to train sure. some people, so we might as well train as many as we can. However, as this is as time is a as time is a major concern, we only have until they have until they uh, until they pro have the proton rocket and uh, and the Slazenka vehicle ready for launch. Uh, how long is that going to be? Well, we have both. We have the the proton was ready to launch another satellite. Um, again, we will again we will have to claim that a. Uh, well, in this case, we can just claim that the satellite was not in the correct orbit and deorbited over the surface. So we have the Proton M ready for. We have the Proton M ready, and we have the Slazika. We have a small stock of these uh, of these vehicles ready in case of in case a mission arises. So it will only take uh, two days for the for the vehicle to be properly fueled and uh, and made it to the Proton M rocket, and for the uh, for the fairing to be placed. 
so I have two days to learn how to be an astronaut. Yes, well, to learn how to be a mission specialist. Uh, do not worry. We, we will be uh, placed in the uh, in the dream dive uh, the dream dive simulation training, which has uh, moves at the speed of thought and can provide weeks or even months of training in a very small amount of time. I see. This base is very different from my last one. Yep. Do any of you have any further questions, or if you have, well, if you have no further questions, uh, you may be dismissed. Yes, ma'am. Oh, actually, no, I didn't have a question. Um, if the orbiting station, um, if there's some sort of some sort of electromagnetic electromagnetic um, generation in the area, um, there will be there will be uh, th- th- this uh, does cause a problem. That's another reason we chose this vehicle. It is a bit. It is. <sighs> We you will need to uh, you will need to rendezvous and dock the vehicle manually, which is why we picked this vehicle that has steady viewports around the uh, around the uh, around the cursed uh, system for well for the purpose of manual rendezvous if it becomes necessary. Oh, I see. Understood. Thank you. I have no further questions. Very well. Uh, you may uh, you may proceed to the lab on the lower levels. Mm-hmm. Sure. She'll, she'll proceed down to the lab. All right. Um, so, Cher- or not Cherry, uh, Kira, you are the mission commander, and you are in charge of, of assigning roles to uh, those under your command. Uh, well, I don't have everyone's space stats on hand, but uh, Cherry, John, you can you can talk to you can also talk to those under your command. This is a part yeah. of being a commander. <laughs> Can't be a good commander while talking to your people. I don't know. She could make a remember check to see what Sasha and Cherry were capable of. Or Maybe. ask them. Or they, ask they them. Also... Yeah. So, where, you can use talk mouth. <laughs> As you where in down. space does invisibility come in handy? Space, no one can see you go invisible except for your crewmates. Um, Cherry, Sasha. Yeah. What, yeah. what were you primarily trained in last time? I was trained for... Zero G and low gravity survival and combat. Um, zero G survival and combat and um, piloting. Jerry, you should probably take up some more piloting, so we're not just relying on Sasha. I think. Yes, so I also was, was le- trained as a pilot and also in uh, and also in freefall maneuvers. Oh well, then if you've got two pilots, then we need what we should double up on communications as well and EVA, obviously, for the new for the new guys. They can move around in space. Um, it seems like this particular ship is going to include a lot more manual maneuvers. Um, I could take up take up piloting a little bit just to, just to help Leo and Sasha. All right. Uh, Gregory. Yes. Sarah, what do you guys want to train in? You've been to space and I haven't. I, I trust you know. Well, it's important to move around, so EVA, and I'm assuming we're not going to be landing on the moon, so you don't have to worry about moon gravity. Okay. So EVA and communication. comms pretty easy. I see. That sound good to everyone? I suppose so. All right, yeah. let's break. Sure. All right, so you guys head on down, and... Um... Yeah, you get to uh, you get to the lab uh, where Doctor Bakova uh, is waiting for all of you. Oh, good morning, all of you. How how is everyone today? Just fine. Sasha tenses up. 
Oh, I'm okay. That's good. Oh, we already have we already have your instructors wired into the machine as well as uh, as well as Gen. Oh, I think he's been setting up the environment nicely. You might want to mind the space, Stephen. They haven't had as much time to prepare as they did last time. All right. She has a constant dreamy smile on her face. <laughs> Guys, if I die, don't touch my stuff. I don't think we'll be able to find it. I don't know where you're rooming, but you won't die. Think positively. Uh, you haven't even done dream diving, have you? No, no, it's a new one on me. Oh, good. Uh, do you need a mint? Where there's original? I'll, I'll take be fine. Original. <laughs> okay. Anyone? Everyone can take as many as they feel. Don't take too many. <laughs> <laughs> Kira remembers that it's not a regular Werther's and puts it back in a tin. There's more. There's different Werther's if you decide to take more than one. <laughs> all right. Well, if all of you are ready, you may proceed to the chairs. Do we have any strapless chairs yet? Oh, we have one. If you if 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 you really require it, just. Be mindful in case if the case sleep paralysis doesn't come in, uh, you will be very, very surprised when you wake up. There are no straps there, only manacles. We don't refer to them as straps or manacles. They are they are simulation restraints. Is your man a manacle man? Manford Company manacles. The manliest manacles man has ever... I don't even know what they're... Man has ever mend. What? <laughs> man, 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 man. I will man. take my chances with the strapless chair. Yeah. Very Restraintless well. Restraintless chair. Just don't blame me if you wake up suddenly on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that is a risk I'm willing to take. <laughs> <laughs> Cherry will sit down in the chair and try to nod off. Alright, yeah. You guys are you guys all put on the colanders that have alligator clips on them that somehow conduct psychic. Um Psychic is not a thing you could get docked. <laughs> you just haven't tried it hard enough. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. Fuck you, I would if I could. Honestly with 3D <laughs> printers that might become possible pretty soon. <laughs> It just probably would cost about as much as buying one. But it's much cooler. <laughs> Alright, yeah. So uh all of you uh eventually all of you eventually drift off. Um Dr. Bakova keeps offering you things if you aren't drifting off fast enough. I drift off faster than I've ever drifted before. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly I just considered saying that the place is just filled with tranquilizer gas and Dr. Bakova is just immune to it. <laughs> <laughs> or she's wearing a she's wearing no, a, she's wearing a gas just... mask that looks exactly like her face. <laughs> I like the idea that Sasha... she's just immune to it. Uh, yeah, well, Sasha sits on a chair and like feels a prick and is like, "Oh, what? Oh, someone attacking this chair? Thud." <laughs> <laughs> I thought something smelled like chloroform. <laughs> Right. Well, one of these days, one of these days, it is going to come to pass that uh, everyone will sit down in the chairs and and, and, and it'll say "sleep well" and put a gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? Was chlorine gas? Looks like we're going to need another squad. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's terrible. Would you like a Kevorkian's original? <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So uh, you guys all eventually nod off after a small bit of time. Um, and uh, you come to... Um, in a, uh, you're in a uh, very, very uh, large warehouse. Uh, it appears to be a steel building with a large. Uh, if you look up, you can see a series of the um, series of large uh, structural st- struts. I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, supporting the whole thing. Sweet struts. <laughs> the struts, they're very structural. Um, and as you look ahead, uh, you see uh, you see Gennady. Um, some of you may re- some of you uh, may recall uh, Maria Golubeva, uh, the aerospace engineer um, who is on call for them, um, and also uh, you see uh, you see an older you see a, an older gentleman uh, in a uh, you well you recognize him you recognize both of them from being in the chairs. So are any of you real or are you just facsimiles of the people that I'm sitting next to? Hmm? I'm. Re- Ah, yes, all of you arrived. Very well. Hey, again. That didn't answer my question at all. Hey, he conjures up a chair and sits down and starts reading a newspaper. <laughs> that he also conjured up. Gin <laughs> has either, e- either the most interesting job or the most boring job. There is no in between. The, the most the, interesting job in that he constructs realities, the most boring job, and that he then, after that, he sits there and then just sit and then just maintains them. Well, yeah, the, the interesting part, the, 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 again, having the most interesting job is never actually seen. If you see him doing his job, it's very boring. How do you interest yourself with a newspaper that you created? <laughs> <laughs> the newspaper just fizzles out. <laughs> Well, I'll let these two take it away. Uh, they're the reason you're here. Yes. Uh, very well. I am. Uh, I am Sergey. Uh, Sergey uh, Evdeyev. I am a cosmonaut. I served as a cosmonaut from uh, served as a cosmonaut from 1987 till 2003. I've spent uh, over two years in space and uh, 42 hours and, and 42 hours on EVA. I will be conducting. I will be conducting your training for these next few days, along with. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, who are you again? Uh, uh, Murray Golubeva. I am a. I am an aerospace engineer. I design. Uh, I design many uh, launch vehicles and spacecraft for the project, and also for Roscosmos. I am here to maintain the. Well, to maintain all of the flight plans, the structural integrity of all of these, uh, of all the simulations that you are going through. Now I'm I'm informed that we do not have a terrible amount of time, so uh, I've been instructed to train you uh, to train you in uh, freefall maneuvering, um, both intravehicular and extravehicular um, piloting, both automatic and manual, uh, basic communications, and also uh, I suddenly forgot a thing. <laughs> And also, uh, also, well, also, mission command is it appears that you want to. I've heard that one of your commanders is currently missing. Um, so, uh, Gennady here has told me as has, has uh, taught me how to create uh, instances from my own memories uh, to create environments for you to train in, and also simulations for you to practice. 
you will find me in each of those or an instance thereof. So please uh, tell me which trainings you wish to go through, and I will lead you to them. And uh, as he says that, you notice that there are uh, there are uh, five doors on the uh, on one side of this warehouse. Hmm. Wait, five? She kind of counts on her fingers and then's like, "What? What's the fifth door for?" Hmm. Oh, right. This isn't a train. This isn't a lunar mission. <laughs> one of the doors goes away. Oh. Okay then. <laughs> now here you're going to have to perform. You're you're being asked to perform a rendezvous without uh, without automated guidance systems. Um, any who are uh, taking care of that should uh, should join me on. Uh, also, some of these also some of these have. Um, well, I guess I'll step out of character here and say that he he. Um, these these uh these rooms provide uh can provide training in one or there are a few simulations that can also provide training in two different fields. However, there's going to be less time and he can teach you less than that uh to gain skills. <laughs> so whichever things you so whichever things you want to train in in this two day training period, you can either uh learn two things well or you can learn four things not so well. I guess I'm learning EVA and comms. All right. Um, so no, who is uh, so is anyone else doing uh, EVA and comms? All right. So we'll go yeah. with uh, so we'll go with Seraphim and um, we'll start with Seraphim and Gregory, as they are well the first people that asked. Uh, so yeah, you end up stepping through a door that uh, ends up that leads to um, leads to a large room uh, that has a uh, that has a number of um, has a number of form-fitting uh, biosuit apparatus. Um, Sergey instructs you on how to on how to uh, properly suit up, um, and how to and how to operate the uh, each of these is each of these is equipped with a manned maneuvering unit on the back, that is powered by uh, is powered by uh, nitrogen gas, um, and he instructs you on uh, he instructs you on the proper ways to on the proper ways to use that um, before. Uh, and once you have both suited up, he opens a door on the other side of this fitting room that leads out into the uh, dark void of space. Oh, look, space. Uh, and actually, just outside the door, you can actually see uh, you can actually see the Mir space station um, sitting as a what looks like a uh, well a giant jack almost. It's just a central hub with modules connecting with modules coming off each side and a uh, and a Soyuz craft on the on one of them. And yeah, he jumps out uh, in there and uh, begins maneuvering. Well, we don't have we don't have all day, do we? Um, why don't you come out here and join me, boys? No. Sure uh, thing. Uh, all right. Sort of just hops out. Why not? See what happens. Yes, you jump. Uh, you as you uh, cross the threshold, you step into microgravity and you just kind of start floating. Uh, Sergey uh, moves over to you with his uh, maneuvering pack and grabs your leg uh, to try to slow you down. This is Seraphim to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. <laughs> Please also I'm keep an eye on your. Uh, also, please also keep an eye on the heads-up displays on your devices. They show your. Uh, they show both your nitrogen and oxygen gauges. And as soon as you're out here, we can begin training. Nominal. You're gonna make a butt joke or a joke butt. Um, all right. Uh, so yes. Um, yes. Things go do. Uh, so both you guys are going to do. Uh, so both you guys are going to do uh, EVA and comms on the first day. Yep. All right. Um, so he runs you through a lot of training, shows you the basics. Uh, shows you know, takes you takes you through the basics of how to use the uh, of how to use the maneuvering pack, 
um, teaches you uh, teaches you that uh, while it can while it can be used uh, most of the time on an EVA, you're going to want to uh, con connect your tether to the various handrails across the station. You're always going to want to try and stay near the station, um, as the tether has an infinite amount of being a tether, and the uh, backpack doesn't have an infinite amount of thrust. Uh, he also runs. He also uh, takes you inside uh, through the airlock uh, to the communication area. Um, shows you and uh, kind of runs you through the basics of the uh, of the comm equipment. What all the button, what all the buttons do. Uh, how you reach ground control. How you reach an encrypted signal to reach the project. Um, and he takes you on a simulation uh, that the uh, the Mir station is passing through a point of very uh, it's passing through a point of very it's passing through a a uh, cycle of its orbit where it's in a very uh, sun heavy inclination and uh, the communications uh, the communications array um, is overheating uh, which is impeding communication uh, so the exercise is for is for either or both of you. Um, to step outside and and a and apply a um, well and apply uh, a basic kind of reflective covering over it to uh, keep it cool and then another and then one or both of you uh, attempts to operate the device. Um, so to use uh, to learn EVA, you can either give me a uh, you can either give me a hands or a feet check. Um, you can add in any relationships as relevant. And to uh, to learn comms, you can make a you can make a brains check. I will add arrogance to my feet check. Space ain't a thing. Um, and I guess also this is a uh, it's a split it's a it's a split action, but you can use uh, you can use your higher of your two die pools because you're taking time and having instruction. Hmm. To just learn the skill, you just need to make any match. I can't really justify using my relationship here. So I guess it's three dice. Oof. That's what I get for coming in like ten sessions late. Well, admittedly, none of the other characters when we did this other thing had uh, a lot of skills either. Um, if you want to take your time and just try and learn one thing, um, you can have him provide instruction to you, and that will give you uh, that will give you a bonus based on a brains plus out think check to learn his teachings. Oh, because see, I rolled a pair of ones to learn comms. <laughs> All right. Yes. Uh, you can. All right. So, um, yeah, if you make if you uh, make checks, you can. Uh, yeah, if you make any sets at all, you can add a uh, you can add a skill. Um, you can add an EVA skill to hands or feet, whichever you use. Well, if you so you can add a skill to you can add either an EVA skill to hands or feet or you can add a comm skill to brains. Can I add both because I made them both? Yeah, you can. All right. Um, so uh, what is Sasha doing on the first day? Oh wait, Zach just, stuff. Zach just stepped away from his microphone. Um, so what's Cherry doing on the first day? One second, I'll be, I'll be upstairs. Take Okay, what's Kira doing on the first day? <laughs> uh, communications. All right. Um, I'll say you're. Uh, okay. I'll say you're in the training with. Uh, or you're in a different instance of the training. Uh, what is your current communication skill? Do Nothing. You... She's all mission command. All right. Yeah. Then, uh, then Sergey is just is showing you the is showing you through the uh, the basics of operating the. Um, of operating uh, the uh, station radio um, when to when you are going to be in the best contact with uh, with the ground and um, when you're going to be in the best contact with the ground and how to properly encrypt a signal. Um, so you can make a brain out thanks check to learn from him 
and then uh, you can make a brains check to, based on his teachings, to gain. And if you succeed, you get a point in comms. Also, uh, comms is a skill that if you want to keep it after this, uh, you will have to spend experience, as it can be used outside of these scenarios. <laughs> Uh, two by eight for the check, and then just uh, straight up brains. Yeah, you can add you can add two D to the check. Uh, two by five. All right, you can add uh brain. You can add a com skill to brains. And I guess once Zach gets back uh, covered in entire track, uh, Jackie Chan will jump up and something on his back. Oh, I'm back. Um. Okay, what's Cherry up to? She's going to do piloting. All right. I think Sasha might. Uh, I don't actually. I guess Sasha's not doing piloting. Yeah, she already has pretty high on that. It's Either true. way, she will not be in the same simulation as Cherry. Sasha is so not appearing in this scene. Um. So yeah. Uh. I'm, so yeah. I'm Cherry, back uh, if you need me. What? I'm back if you need me. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't think you're doing a piloting thing since you're. She, she's already a pretty good pilot. She may spend one day just like brushing up on everything, but she mostly has the whole piloting thing down. All right. So yeah, um, yeah. Cherry, uh, Sergey uh, takes you through uh, takes you through the instrumentation panel of the uh, of the Soyuz TMA spacecraft. Um, he explains to you that most of the uh, most of the thing most of the flight is automated. Uh, all of the takeoff, all of the takeoff, and uh, basic maneuvering things are automated. Um, and just basically shows you uh, how to how to check all the instrumentation panels, what uh, nominal what what should be a nominal reading on all the displays, um, how to make sure that how to make sure that your heading uh, is you know synced up with what the ship thinks its heading is. Um, so to so yeah, uh, Brainsplits I think to learn from his uh, to learn from his ways, and you can make a hand skill uh, after that plus uh, plus whatever width you got on. I'll think um, to add a yeah, pilot spacecraft. You got uh, two widths, so okay. Hands. Yep. All right. I really should put Theo here. You know, go. But uh, all right. So my luck continues. <laughs> How many dice did you roll on that? Seven. God damn, dude. <laughs> I think this means you should just break up with Leo. <laughs> He's not. I don't even fucking know. It's, it's fucking crisis now. <laughs> It's goddamn in crisis. Leo's holding you back. I guess. I don't fucking know. All right. She failed miserably. Yeah. No. It's 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 a lot to take in. He's trying to tell you how to you how to use a fucking spacecraft in a very short amount of time. <laughs> Michaela's fated to have all bitches. Um. So Sasha, what are you doing? Um. Well, Kira said people needed to learn. She's the learning comms or mission command, maybe. All right, which are you? Uh, which are you doing? Uh, are you trying to do both? Kira, what? Kira did comms. Okay, apparently Kira's the only one with mission command currently. So yeah, because Mikhail is the other one. Uh, sure, Sasha has no idea if she's fit to be any kind of commander, but she'll try mission command because they they might need someone, and it seems like no one else is doing it. All right. Um. Yeah, Sergey. Uh, Sergey takes you through. Um. Tells you. Uh. Tells you that mission. There. There is a plenty of. There's plenty of reason. If you do not go into space with with a, without a small amount of fear, you do not understand. Uh, the kind of risk you are taking. Um, and mission command is about 
you know, staying is about staying strong, resolute, and taking command even in in spite of all those risks. Sasha explains that she has been to space and has a healthy fear of it. <laughs> ah, very good. Then you know what you're getting into. She, she had, she had, she got a leak on her suit on the moon. She has a healthy fear of space. Right. And uh, his simu- the simulation he has is uh, one of the. Uh, he he teaches he runs you through a number of scenarios. Uh, the final test of your uh, of your command abilities. Um, a uh, uh, the outward-facing door on the uh, on uh, the airlock module uh, on the mirror has blown open, and uh, you have a you have a well, you are to command a crew to close it as as your you know as your air is uh, emptying out into the vacuum space. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. She is going to attempt to do this. All right. He's taught you a number of things. So you can make a out think check to add to the roll. Okay. Remember. Um. Remember what he said. Yeah. Okay. Remember. Oh, what the do- no, I don't. Three three nines. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You managed to take charge. Um. Yeah. You managed to take charge in a in a uh, dangerous situation. Um. Uh, managing to uh, get men to uh, managing to uh, light up one of the uh, light up one of the oxygen candles uh, to provide a to provide an amount of air while your while the remainder of your men uh, you know tether up and move to close the outward facing door, uh, also sealing off the compartment so that further air does not leave in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can add uh, so mission command is a uh, you can add. Uh, you can add it to brains or face, or I guess brain or face or guts. Um, we'll add it to face. They're the same. Okay. <laughs> Although, admittedly, guts may make more sense for her. Well, uh, uh, take no. it where you take it where you want to take it. I'll add it to face because there's room there. <laughs> <laughs> Just racking up all these skills. Yeah. And remember, if you want to keep mission command, that will cost experience. Right. Um. Should adds one mission command. All right. Um, so uh, the next day of training. Um, I guess I'll start left to right. Uh, what is uh, what is Seraphim? Uh, what is Seraphim doing on the second day of training? The second and final day of training. Uh, he'll probably do EVA on comms again, unless he can do two comms in the same day. Um, there's, there's too much information. You can't, you can't, no matter how much you take the oath, you cannot be two comms. God damn it. <laughs> I enrolled in the Space Academy twice, and now I'm two comms. Um, okay, even though he's a smart dude. All right, then he will do comms. And is there anything else that seems, like, important? Well, you're going to have to conduct an EVA to check to if the station hasn't collapsed to check its integrity. Yeah, um, you do have do a number EVA of other specialists again. that are very skilled at EVA. Yeah, he'll 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 do comms again. All right, uh, is anyone else doing comms? Here is. I'm doing comms. I'm doing all sorts of comms. All right, are you going for the double threat today or? Uh, sure. All right, uh, you can split. You can uh, split between the uh, between. Uh, the highest sets, and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Sergey runs you through uh, runs you through uh, another set of uh, another set of routine uh, spacewalks uh, on board the uh, on board the Mir. Um, 
as it had a lot of systems that failed in a lot of places and they had to do a lot of things to keep it active. <laughs> it was designed to last five years and it ended up lasting eight or more. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, so both of you end up, yeah, so both of you end up making the, uh, um, if you had comms already, it's a, the minimum height is three, but uh, both of you have taken that. Uh, in fact, if you have any skill at one, the minimum height is three to get to two. Uh, but both of you passed out with flying colors. <laughs> what can I say? Gregory is naturally talented at space. <laughs> they call High five, space, space buddy. What? All right, yeah. Uh, you guys can add. Uh, you guys can add another. You guys can add uh, a, another point to uh, the skills you were training in to EVA and comms, I guess. And uh, EVA is in hands or feet. Yeah, it's in. It's in either of those. You oh. can use either of them to do the thing. Um. All right. So, um, what is Sasha up to? Yeah, Sasha will do uh, mission command again. All right. Uh. So. Uh, it's... In preparation for this, in preparation for this mission, uh, Sergey uh, takes you through uh, takes you through uh, one of the more infamous uh, incidents on the mirror. Uh, uh, he teaches you know he teaches you a bit more about basic command uh, and ends up with the final scenario being that uh, the uh, Progress M34 spacecraft was manually guided uh, to try and make docking with the station. Uh, it lost contact and ended up colliding with the Spectre module. Uh, causing a breach and causing a breach in the module, uh, and is your it is uh, for some reason all of these have to do with the station losing air. It's a problem um, in space. Uh, it is, so it is so it is your duty to uh, it is your duty to address the problem. Um, so I guess just for flavor, you can uh, what what is your what is your response to the event? To the you have, event. you have two. You have uh, two men under you. Uh, one, one Russian and one English. <laughs> uh, and the, I guess... the English are, you know, the English not being Russian are very frail and must be coddled. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I guess she's first. She's gonna see. Um, can they like? Is the station compartmentalized? Can they seal off the area that has the breach? You can seal off. Yeah, can... you can seal off the. Yeah, yeah. The station is modular, um, so all the extending arms uh, were designed to be uh, sealed off. Uh, you can seal off the Spectre, but it has to, it has a number of uh, power lines coming from it that would have to be cut. Hmm. And what would what else would cutting those lines? Well, do? Well, the Spectre is the main source of power for the station. Uh, there are a number of other solar panels, but uh, cutting that uh, would reduce uh, station productivity at least until it could be brought on. At least until it could be done. But uh, air is rapidly the the station is uh, rapidly yeah, pressurizing. She's a small hole. She's okay with lower productivity for a while if it means people not dying and them not. There will be much lower productivity if people die. So yeah, she'll seal stuff off All right. so that people are safe, and then they can work on repairing everything. So you can, uh, so you can give me a, uh, so you can give me the uh, brain splits out think to learn from teachings and a uh, mission command check to command your, uh, to command your, uh, well, your subordinates. All right. Uh, would be. This part is shorter because it's literally it's six times shorter than the other part. So, yeah, she, uh, yeah, uh, you make, nine. Uh, yeah, if you, 
What did you, you manage to get two nines on the final roll? All right, so. yeah, you do it with uh, flying colors. You manage to get your men. Uh, you manage to get your men into position and uh, cut the lines. And uh, you even realize that the that the loss of air from the station is putting it into a spin, which will knock the remaining solar panels out of alignment. Uh, so you command the uh, you command the frail Englishman to go to your Soyuz craft, uh, power it up, and uh, try and stabilize the roll. And he managed to maintain power to the station, <laughs> and not have a terrifying incident. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, man, that was even simulation. That was scary. She's much better at being the person doing the things ordered quickly than being the person making the decisions." Yeah. But yeah, you passed it with uh, you passed it with flying colors. Um, and then I guess uh, and then uh, Cherry is doing piloting. Yeah, trying one more time. All right, yeah. He takes you through the uh, he takes you through the basics and the the command stuff uh, shows you uh, even since he ran through a lot of this, he takes you through the manual controls, um, instructs you on which are rarely have to be used, but they're probably going to be very relevant in the case of your mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, he so he uh, instructs you to perform a number of basic maneuvers in a uh, in a Soyuz craft. Um, he does not have the uh, current schematics for the uh, for the Slazinka crafts, but he believes they are similar. And yeah, you managed to perform a number of a uh, number of basic maneuvers, and you uh, now have a number of hours uh, logged on <laughs> in simulated Soyuz training. Uh, you can add uh, you can add a piloting skill. Was that hands or? Yeah, it's hands. Okay. Uh, right. And what is Kira up to? Finally. Uh, I did. Kira did communication. Yeah, she did, with the other two. She, she did comms. Okay. You covered everyone for the for the second day. All right. Yeah. Um. So that is the. Uh, so that is the. Uh, that is the end of your training. <laughs> um. All of you guys managed to. All of you guys uh, come to. Uh, you see, the others who have been uh, unconscious for a bit longer. Um. As you guys actually took breaks, from training to go and do other things and rest your heads. Uh, so yeah, you see the others starting to regain consciousness, Doctor Bikov. Oh, I've heard that's a bad idea. They'll be they'll be fine and they'll be fine and in 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 a day or so. <laughs> Nothing's wrong. Nothing is fucked. So, <laughs> everything fine. is fine. <laughs> Sasha will make note to check up on Gen because that probably takes a lot out of that. She knows that takes a lot out of him maintaining dream stuff for that long. Dream stuff. Grigory, uh, how did you feel about space? Space is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm apparently pretty good at it. Good. <laughs> I am good at this space. Um, it, it, uh, honestly, the simulations are, are spot on. It's good to know. I feel less totally out of my league. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, all of you, uh, all of you, take a good rest before you uh, go out tomorrow. Your commander will wake you bright and early to head out. She keeps this strange, dreamy smile on her face and then makes a shoe motion with her <laughs> with her hand, not speaking. Yeah. I have I have a question. Did Sasha Hello. wake up on the floor? Um. Honestly, you were mostly telling people things to do. 
And you did pretty well, so I'll say no. You woke up in your chair. <laughs> Remember, not all secrets are rewarding. Off you go. She's so pleased. She managed to get through a dream diving session without getting anesthetic or without whatever. Without knocked out, yeah. Yeah, no, she's... You did also have to contend a bit more with claustrophobia as the Mir station is much smaller than uh, the moon base or the International Space Station that you simulated on last time. True, but how... how it, It's still probably as big or bigger it's, it's than... It's bigger the than your spacecraft. Most of the time on... Yeah. She's not Actually, happy. no. It's actually... Most parts of it are smaller than the habitation module. Oh. I mean, so long as the, the even the total the total are, space is bigger. It's right. Just, that, that's really like she's less concerned when she can move through rooms. Like, because if she gets antsy, she could just kind of go to another room. And yeah, and there are plenty of portholes and things. And and really, as long as she's doing something, she can usually put the fear aside, unless it's a really really bad situation. So. So you guys have a uh, you guys have an evening before you go out uh, bef- before you go out to write a controlled explosion into a vacuum. <laughs> How do you spend it? Not doing that. Is is Leo free? Yeah. She Cherry attempts to hang out with him, and she's really feeling bad, and she just wants to get a hug. All right. She just wants a goddamn hug. He hugs her. He's done more than that before. <laughs> I um I tried quality time again. All right, do it. I I did. How'd it turn out? I hate everything. <laughs> did you lose a point from the relationship? I, with I lost a die fucking permanently. Wow. God damn it! What'd you roll? How many dice and what'd you roll? I want to see this. I lost that, and I also lost a fucking point with uh with. Apparently, you need to break up with Leo. This is what this is saying. You and Leo were never with... meant to work out. I also lost a point with a goddamn Sasha. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Well, at least you're going to be a powerhouse. Goddamn. Well, at least you didn't lose a die permanently with Sasha. You just burn there. everything. This is, this, is, this is what I got. Well, that was your problem. You're rolling 60. He's been doing it on 8 and 9 and 7 yeah. dice, though. The problem is probably that James is in the game. He's taking all your luck. I'm not sorry. He's a luck James pastor. wasn't in the last He wasn't game. last time, yeah. Well, he was in the call. Maybe that was so it. I guess, so I, I guess it's... they go and hang out and the same thing as last time happens. He goes, yeah, no, they go and hang out and it's a little bit more strained this time because uh, cause Leo is Leo is he's trying to balance business and pleasure. Um, he's trying to be, he's trying to both be in a romantic relationship with you and also be in a professional uh, military relationship with you. So he's and understanding your situation. He's trying to keep. He's keeping. Uh, he's you know keeping an eye on you, seeing how you're doing, asking yeah. questions in that regard, <laughs> being very strange. Also, well, and also like yeah, he knows that she pulled a gun on a commanding officer, which may not like. Honestly, make he doesn't him have well a very good pleased. opinion of Wendy either. But yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so he's just really distant or something. He's a, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of distant and a bit more clinical. Yeah. She You didn't you, you do not have a good you do not have as good a time with him as you want. She just wanted a hug. She just wanted to cuddle for a while. He had a cuddle. He just also had a lot of questions. <laughs> he's not good at talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. All right. So is anyone else doing anything? 
Uh, not in particular. All right, yeah. You guys just relax because you're going to have plenty to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, just getting ready for space. Yep. Uh. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you guys. Uh, so the the night passes um, with either uh, either somewhat peacefully, uh, knowing that this is your last night on Earth for a day or two, um, or stressfully knowing that this is your last night on Earth for a day or two, <laughs> maybe forever. Um, and yeah, um, so you guys, uh, are awakened, uh, early in, uh, early in the morning the next day, uh, by Alice as she, uh, knocks on your doors. Uh, it's about four in the morning. Uh. All right, rise and shine, everybody. Better be ready to head out. Head up. All right. Why couldn't we have scheduled the space launch for afternoon? Space waits for no one. Now get up. Oh, she does reluctantly. We have a breakfast prepared for you on your flight over. Flight over. Oh, I love space. It's the getting there that I hate. So please, uh, please, uh, meet me at the motor pool in fifteen minutes. Understood. And yeah, you guys. I'll, I'll I'll just say that she probably tried to check on Janus the previous night, but still was just getting the cold shoulder. Yeah, so. he's very understandably distant about things. Yeah. Also, she probably uh, make a drinking game of every time I say "and yeah, you guys." Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't like we don't want to give our our listeners alcohol poisoning. Oh, listeners, we don't want to give me alcohol poisoning. <laughs> So yeah, you guys make uh, your final preparations, um, however slight, however large, uh, before heading to the motor pool where there is a uh, there is a uh, motor vehicle to take you out uh, to the St. Petersburg, uh, well, to an airstrip in St. Petersburg, uh, where there is a small there is a uh, private jet waiting for you. This jet will take you to the bigger jet, the one that goes to space. Space jet. And Alice, uh, as you guys get to the airstrip, uh, this is unfortunately where we must depart. Kira, I leave the mission. I, I leave the mission responsibility in your hands. <sighs> I trust that you will be a. Uh, in spite of previous incidents, I do trust that you have learned from your mistakes and will be more capable in this uh, on this mission. No pointing guns at each other in space now. No problem no there. Space we can have guns. <laughs> Cherry just quietly nods her head. Very well. And uh, Alice gives you a nod and uh, waits for you to board the jet before uh, taking the for taking the vehicle and uh, driving back to the uh, project headquarters. And uh, without too much further ado, you guys are you guys uh, are given you, you guys are taken on a uh, one-hour flight. Uh, the jet is uh, modestly furnished. You're provided a simple breakfast. Um, as you uh, head over, uh, as you uh, head on down to, uh, as you head on down to Kazakhstan uh, and to the Baikonur, uh, well, to Star City and the Baikonur Cosmodrome. Uh, there's no real covers provided for this, as uh, the Cosmodrome is actually a very, as I've learned from the last game, the Cosmodrome is actually a very tightly guarded facility, and there's not really a lot of people. There, there's really not anybody there who doesn't work there. <laughs> And as the project has a standing relationship with uh, with Rose Cosmos, uh, you are allowed into the facility and specifically into the uh, into uh, the rocket assembly building, 
the same one that you were uh, placed in last time. Uh, you can see the Proton M on its uh, on the flatbed on the uh, flatbed trailer um, on the uh, train track that will eventually carry it to the launch pad. It's sad that they had to blow up the Kaiser. Render unto Kaiser. And yeah, there's a uh, there are a number of uh, people there who uh, who are uh, ready to help you suit up quickly. And uh, uh, there's a ladder set up um, to a small uh, to a small uh, opening in the uh, in the fairing that has been placed over the vehicle. And after you guys are after you guys are uh, suited up, um, each of your each of you are you know. Instructed to uh, to get on board the uh, get on board the uh, Slezinka for and the Proton M for launch. All right. Is it natural to have cold feet about going into space after two days of training? <laughs> One of the guys just kind of looks at you and then gives a very then gives a silent nod. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. You do know that even though it was two days, it did feel much longer. Oh, I know. <laughs> but yes, the reservations are there. Come on, Grigory. Hey. It was a space adventure. Grigory, you're with four veterans of space. Look, typically when people put me on a mission, it's because I can turn invisible. Not much use to that in space. <laughs> I... Do you become radar invisible? That has not been tried yet. <laughs> is your heat signature undetectable while you're invisible? Does your invisibility extend other either. things? Yeah, I mean, if you become completely invisible, that's actually really useful in space. That's really curious. Could you make the whole spaceship invisible? No. I, I couldn't even make my oxygen tube entirely invisible. Oh. But don't you like make your don't you make all space. your clothes and BDU and all your mission equipment invisible whenever you do that? Yes. But that's about the extent I can do. Mm. I can't even make the blood on my knife turn invisible. Uh maybe if you invisible after you get the blood on your knife, it would invisible that as well. Maybe the oh. moment of invisibling affects what invisibling. Invisibling. I, I, I can tell you with some. Right, I'm getting on this. I, I I'm tired of this foolishness. I'm getting on this spaceship to go to this station full of pigeons. Is that Leo? Yeah. <laughs> As he goes up the stairs to the to the uh, the the fairing and uh, through the habitation module. Jeez, why he's in such a bad mood? Why is why is he such in a bad mood? I. Looks at Jerry. Jerry quietly boards the spaceship. Oh. Uh, actually, Sasha is asked to board first, as the uh, as the pilots have to get in before the. Uh... <laughs> of course. <laughs> they they both move to board and like have to not. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha reluctantly. <laughs> There's not a terrible amount of space in this thing. It's fine. You don't have to interrupt a dramatic moment. Just get there faster than them. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cherry, yeah, and then uh, Cherry, you uh, you quietly board the spaceship. Um, also, speaking of smelling fear, once Sasha's in there, boy, does Kira get a whiff full of that. Gonna be the best space ride ever. It always is. All right, moving past the creep, let's move on. Everyone boards the ship. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kira, you're the, as the commander. You are the last to board. Um, you have a. Uh, all of you are all of you are strapped down into. Uh, uh, all of you strapped down to flight chairs. Uh, they appear that they can move, but they lock into position. 
um, as there are control panels on many sides of you. Some of them uh, come out. You're probably you're guessing that's probably during orbit or during orbital maneuvers. Um, both um, uh, both Gregory and uh, uh, Seraphim. That's your name. I wanted to call you Jonah. Wow. I just suddenly forgot oh, his name. I wanted to call him Jonah. <laughs> I don't know why. Jonah. I don't know why. Jonah. Hey, uh, Jonah, get over here. <laughs> What? But yeah, you're both placed behind. Uh, you're both placed uh, behind the pilots. Uh, their seats have uh, communication equipment built into the back of them. Uh, you also have a number of. In- you also have a lot of instrumentation on the side. You can see that there is, uh, as this returns, as this uh, returns as a uh, in a partly aerodynamic reentry. Um, there, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I take my protein pill and put my helmet on. And after you guys, uh, after you guys uh, step inside. Um, uh, the lights are already on. Uh, you can see the in, you're illuminating the inside of the fairing you're within. Uh, you hear a uh, technician step up uh, to the top and uh, close and uh, close and seal the docking module. And yeah, uh, you guys uh, at about uh, at about eight hours to launch, you guys begin uh, you guys begin all all your uh, pre-flight procedures, um, starting up all the systems on the craft and making sure that uh, my roommate doesn't know how to cook and will set off the fire alarm. (laughs) Uh, Ground control, I think we have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, There's a fire in the cockpit! Oh, God! Why is the smoke... Someone microwave a fish. My two points in communication did not train me for this beeping. Gregory turns invisible. (laughs) That's his natural defense mechanism. (laughs) More or less, actually. <laughs> all right, so all you guys can give me, uh, all you guys can give me uh, checks um, to, uh, t- to you know, do basic pre-flight stuff. What would that be? Um, well, if you have communications, you can use that. If you have piloting, you can use that. Uh, mission command. Um, I'll, I'll comms it. I'll comms it harder. You're probably not going to be using EVA because you're in Earth gravity. <laughs> Air uh, piloting? Yeah. Piloting a pre-check? Yeah. All right. Uh, using not comes it harder. It's okay. Yeah, Kira, you keep everyone. Uh, you keep everyone in line. Get everyone doing the proper things. Get them toting that space barge, lifting that space bale. This is Grigory to ground control. I think my spaceship knows which way to go. Ground control, oh. we read you. Uh, ground control, we read you. Uh, Slizinka, we read you. Um, at this time, we at this time we ask if you uh, if you wish another call sign for your vessel. Otherwise, uh, we will default. Uh, otherwise, we will go to the default. What's his current call sign again? Hmm? What is current call sign again? Current call sign is Slezinka. Um, Slezinka. Which is uh, I just keep saying things in Russian because the Russian name for spacecraft is just to call them a word. <laughs> so it sounds a lot cooler in Russian. Um, but all of you know that that means teardrop. <laughs> Let's. Call it how to. Damn it! I was about to say let's call it how to fold, but then Hannah beat me. <laughs> I have no opinions on what we call this rockets. No matter what we call it, it's still going to be a controlled explosion sending us into space. That is affirmative, Slazika. <laughs> All right, is Kira actually proposing they call it how to fold rescue team? <laughs> no. Oh, my wife, I love her very much. All right. Are you married? No. <laughs> All right. Please stop making me nervous. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and roll a courage check. Gregory's invisible. I mean, you just sometimes <laughs> see a button pressed down on the 
control panel. And yeah, um, as you guys go through the pre-flight check, all systems appear to be nominal. Um, you have a good con, you have a good uh, contact with the Pixie ground control. Um, <laughs> all things appear. Holy cow! <laughs> on seven dice too. Damn. Yeah, I can't make a fucking match on seven dice to save my life. Did you did you use the thing? A relationship? Yeah, no. I used relationship. I, I actually got I actually managed to roll six dice on it with, with, with relationship and pass. I was surprised. Oh, nice! It's the turnaround. Yeah, Sasha's actually she's still a little nervous, but apparently she's keeping pretty calm. She's like, I did this once before, whatever. I did this once before, yeah. There's that little bit of fear in the back of your mind as you're in a tight space and you're on top of, like, uh, and and you're on top of you know tons and tons of kerosene and liquid oxygen. <laughs> Yeah, and there's not really any, you know, running and diving out of it if something goes wrong. That yeah, kind well, of there is, it. yeah, there, there is an, there is an abort option, but it's uh, messy because you're, you're supposed to be a satellite and not have an abort option. <laughs> um, yes, Josh, you'll have to wrap harder. All right, and uh, eventually, you guys hear the, you, you guys kind of a. Uh, at uh, at uh, T minus six hours, um, Mission Control tells you that they're uh, they're opening the doors and the uh, train is getting hitched up to move you out to the uh, to move you out to the launch uh, to the launch area, and this is uh, accompanied by you hearing by you hearing a loud mechanized rumbling, and then a sudden slight and then a sudden slight uh, inertial push, uh, along with the uh, along with the move the sound of a train. <laughs> As you guys are moved in the vehicle out to the pad, uh, you eventually feel a uh, as that's eventually accompanied by another inertial stop, and then a sudden shift in gravity to down below you to back to in back of you as all of you are pressed into your seats by the Earth's gravitation. And uh, yeah, uh, Mission Control uh, accompanies accompanies the time that you're waiting here by playing uh, by playing requested songs over the communication channel. Um, since mostly what you're doing is just sitting there and making sure that everything is fine, <laughs> you know, double, triple, quadruple checking everything. And yeah, uh, after that time passes, uh, the, uh, final, the final countdown begins. Uh, so it's T minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, God, 2, 1. And all you can give me a guts plus cur- or all you can give me a guts plus wind check as you hear the most massive rumbling sound you have heard and have you have heard and probably ever will and are suddenly forced back into your seats. <laughs> oh dear. Thanks. Alright, how about the rest of you? What are you hmm? Guts plus guts wind. Plus wind. Oh, oh. As rocketry happens. <laughs> Uh, was this is this a weird situation? You're going to space. It's a okay, two by five. Full of pigeons. I will add invulnerability. My relationship. With right, yeah, that seems very applicable. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh, his mission is not off to a good start. <laughs> All right, so yes, as the uh, as the uh, rocket uh, as the rocket uh, takes off. Uh, Cherry and uh, Cherry and Sasha, uh, you are pushed back in your seats. You're attempting uh, maneuvers to keep to, you know, and the pressure suits are helping you uh, maintain consciousness. But you get lightheaded. You find it hard to breathe. 
Um, both of you can uh, take shocks to guts um, as you're subjected to uh, higher and higher G forces, uh, eventually culminating in three Gs as the uh, as the first stage uh, burns through its fuel. Uh, you can barely you can barely hear over the uh, rumbling of the engines. Uh, station commander, this is all right. Commencing first stage separation. And all of you feel a massive kick as the uh, as uh, explosive bolts are fired, separating the first stage from the rest of the rocket. Um, following which time the G forces are a bit less as the uh, as the uh, stage well as this stage is not nearly as powerful as the first stage. Um, you hear Mission Command stating uh, various uh, flight telemetry facts over. Um, Leo's apparently keeping his cool pretty well, uh, keeping an eye on all of the various heading things. You can hear all kinds of flight telemetry data being, uh, kind of yelled to you over the speaker system. Uh, you hear the, uh, and as you guys, uh, after, um, about five minutes of flight, uh, you hear them say that they're commencing the fairing separation. Uh, there's a, there's. You actually hear the uh, the roar of the engines. You're not sure if it's because it's a less powerful engine or because you're entering up higher in the atmosphere. It kind of dies off into a very low rumble that you can hear through the hull of the ship. And yeah, uh, they say they're commencing fairing separation. You see the end. Uh, all you can see through the glass cockpit of the front of the... Uh, all you can see through, through the glass cockpit, uh, the fairing blows off and... Uh, uh, flies off the uh, flies uh, to both sides of the spacecraft and quickly out of view, and uh, you can see well you can uh, you can see the stars um, uh, very clearly in fact um, clearer than you ever could before, and at eight minutes um, they commence uh, second stage separation and the uh, well at eight minutes up they they commence the final separation that uh, puts your vehicle into orbit. And uh, you feel another massive kick as the uh, Slezica is uh, separated from the launch vehicle. Nice. And uh, there's and now you guys can see uh, all the all the rest of you in the back um, who are not piloting and looking at uh, various telemetry data. You can see various monitors uh, that you can check for uh, small cameras that are mounted around the outside. <sighs> Uh, Slazik, uh, please confirm the uh, please confirm uh, solar panel deployment. And uh, guys, can give me a comms check to operate the various uh, external cameras. Comms, it is. Somebody, I was gonna say somebody. Who comms or comms or mission command. I... Oops, I, I, I rolled my dice. It's not my epic dice. I forgot which dice were the dice I rolled. No matches. All right. If I'm, I'm having, excuse me for having a little bit of space anxiety. All right, yeah, Kira, while uh, while um, Grigory is kind of going around the controls, uh, trying to familiarize himself with these, as they're similar in the layout to the one he practiced on, but they're a little different, uh, a bit more modernized. You head up and you find the uh, you find uh, the correct uh, monitor to check and start flipping through. Um, and you do see from the external cameras that yes, the solar panels did deploy successfully. I should report that, I guess. All right, yeah. You get back to mission control. Uh, uh, very well. Uh, sounds like all. Sounds like the launch procedure was nominal. Uh, we will be commencing it. We'll be con commencing it. Um, 
inertial spin. Uh, following that time, uh, you may unstrap and you are free to move around the vehicle. Understood. And there's a small kick as the uh, as the reaction thrusters put the vehicle into a into a uh, slow spin. You can okay, you can see the uh, the vehicle's currently upside down. You can see the Earth uh, rotating underneath you um, as the vehicle goes into a spin to maintain a proper alignment with the sun. Uh, if, so if they're all free to move about the free to move about the cabin, uh, I'm gonna have actually Kira roll an instill loyalty on Sasha, who's freaking out. All right. Also, Cherry's not doing so hot either, apparently. So she's not freaking out. She just kind of can't, oh. couldn't breathe. Like, her check was... was fucking amazing. Oh, okay. Well, Cherry he... got hit with the same thing, where it was just basically like, like the, 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 the G-forces hurt. Uh, yeah, you guys aren't feeling too stellar, so to speak. Yeah. For the benefit of everyone in this cramped cockpit, I'm going to turn uninvisible. <laughs> Jerry is, she's going to go to a window and watch them and, and quietly yeah, there's watch a, the there's a window uh, there's a window in front of the pilots it comes back kind of to your position um, it comes back a bit ways uh, this is actually a full glass cockpit as you need as you need uh, visibility to manually dock and also for re-entry right um, there's also a couple of uh, there's also a couple of small portholes um, on the uh, uh, on the docking thing on the uh, docking module. So you can go and view through either of those. You notice that the uh, you notice that the uh, orbital module also has a number of uh, also has a number of supplies in it. Oh, like what? Uh, as you check it over, you notice they have provisions uh, enough consumables to last for a couple of days. Um, and also, you notice that uh, it also has a it also has an amount of survival gear. Um, in the case that you land uh, horribly off target and need to. Uh, keep yourself well and need to hold out in the case of you know wilderness while they try and find you and also you notice there's a number of uh these notices a number of suits suitcase sized containers um lining the edge of the uh lining the edge of the uh the orbital habitation module uh you notice uh or actually no they'd be in the they'd be in the cockpit um you realize you had to step over them they part of them make up the floor panels uh, you notice okay. that there. Uh, you notice there is one of them for each of the crew members. Um, are they free to go to the hab module right now? Yeah, right. this hab uh, module is a lot less spacious, <laughs> but they... it's about the size of it's about the size of the cockpit. Okay. Um. um well, uh, uh, I should just ask how how long until you rendezvous with the station? Uh, it should be about six hours. All right. Just trying to go down into the hab module. Yeah. D- d- disengage her. <laughs> Or, uh, the the the, uh, the the really cool EVA suit that you had for everybody. Yeah. And uh, just chill out at a port window. Yeah, you look out the port window. You notice it's uh you notice that both of these port windows are etched with uh with a number of dotted lines. Uh, and you realize this is probably to aid in manual docking, as there are targets that are off center of the uh, actual clamp. Yeah. Just um, watch yeah, the earth yeah. You look. Yeah, you stare out. You stare out. You watch the earth. Uh, you watch the earth uh, spin around as your vehicle uh, continues its inertial spin. And uh, yeah, there's also a that also has a very. Uh, it also has an incredibly cramped uh, lavatory. Um, for anybody who need for anyone who needs to use that. And uh, yeah, if you uh, so you guys. Um, 
can sit there and just admire while you, you know, while a ship drives itself to the, <laughs> while a ship drives itself and, you know, just makes its way to rendezvous with the actual station. Um, or if you have anything else you want to do, you can do that. Um, in the meantime, I really have to pee, so I'm going to go do that. <laughs> to the space toilet. Sponsored by Hoover. I, I suppose while the GM is gone, uh, if, anyone, if anyone particularly does anything, just speak up and do it. Otherwise, I'll probably just wait for him to come back and move it along. Sasha's just trying to get over her stomach. Getting, she got the wind knocked out of her from that. She was yeah. a little too cocky. She was like, no, I got this. It ain't no thing. And then, boom. But anyone else? Kira, Grigory, Seraphim? No, she'll, uh, Kira will just pretty much chill out. Maybe keep an eye on the communications controls because she can't just regulate that to another person now since she's the only she's the only one with mission command, so she kind of wants to make sure this goes right. Gregory is uh, turning his power off and on to see if it works differently in space. It doesn't seem to. <laughs> Gregory is what? He's turning his power off and on in space to see if it works differently. It does not seem to. <laughs> so you cannot you, you cannot invisible your suit? Um, he can probably invisible his suit, but if he's connected to some sort of oxygen hose, he can't invisible that past like a foot. Yeah, you all of you had a all of you are connected to an umbilical that goes into your hip, um, and then runs its way through the suit into the uh, into the helmet. That also pressurizes the rest of the suit a little bit. Probably look like a floating hose. Hmm. He probably look like a floating hose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you guys have finished, uh, as you guys have finished uh, take off, you you know can. Uh, Take your poses off and, yeah, go and float around in a very cramped space for a little bit. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. And, yeah, um, so uh, if nobody has anything to do, um, the hours pass. You watch the you uh, watch the watch the Earth uh, go past, going over uh, day and night. Uh, well, seeing 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 uh, day and night about four times. <laughs> Um, anyone in the cockpit, you, you know, watches four sunrises and sunsets. Yeah, what, what were you saying about day? What, what, what's day? I've already lost all concept of time. Yeah. You guys have been out yeah. three months. <laughs> As you, yeah, you've lived an entire life inside your head and now you're just flying around the earth. <laughs> the, the view, however, never gets old, so it's just... It doesn't. I think that's easy, happened easy, in one easy of to the, watch uh, for hours. Didn't that happen in one of the Star Trek movies? It's not you can't see as you can't see the entire Earth in uh, in the perspective from your current altitude, um, but you can see yeah you can you can see the curvature of the Earth from certain perspectives. It's really crazy to look at, and yeah, uh, eventually you guys um, end up uh, you see um, f- uh, from either the from the uh, from the portholes you guys can and to a lesser extent from the actual cockpit. Um, you guys can see uh, Pigeon Station approaching. I don't being able to see it means good things for how close it is. Hmm? Being able to see it against the blackness of space is, is a good thing for how close it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's always a plus. Um, you guys were launched at this time, so you can make a rendezvous on the daytime side. Nice. Because that's much easier than trying to make a nighttime rendezvous, goddamn. Um, we will fly to the sun. We shall wait for the night, though. <laughs> And yeah, as you guys start getting as you guys start getting closer and closer to the station, uh, you can hear uh, the 
the command chatter uh, slowly starts to slowly starts to become more and more distorted, eventually being replaced with a uh, with a uh, dull with it with a very uh, low crunching static. Is everything the matter up there? You notice that um, a lot of your electronic instrumentation, uh, a lot of your electronic instrumentation, starts giving erroneous readings. This doesn't seem right. Yeah, it just seems oh. like there's some kind of interference, basically. Yeah. Everyone, pull a, pull a Fourier transform of it, of it and reduce it. <sighs> Bounce Cherry the particle will... beam off the reflector dish. Cherry will quickly get her her suit back on, in case fucking oxygen goes out soon. Yeah, all of you, uh, all of you, suit up uh, in the case that because you're not sure exactly what systems this caused to fail. Um, what they noted from the progress craft was that it just lost, uh, was that it just lost all like digital telemetry and they lost radio contact. Um, and it seemed to come back when they moved out of when they moved more than 100 meters from the station. Um, but yeah, you guys can. Um, uh, so anybody who's there are two uh, there are two portholes at uh, at the uh, cursed stocking port. Um, anybody who's down there um, using uh, using rangefinders or the uh, um, using rangefinders or just the etched glass um, can make a. Uh, I'll say you can eat, I'll say you can um, make a piloting or notice at a minus two. Um, and that will aid the uh, that will aid the pilots in trying to properly orient the spacecraft and get it at the right speed for rendezvous. All right, let's see if I can do this. So, um, is anybody else going down to the? Uh, is anyone else going down to the uh, docking module? Sure. I, Unless I mean, they need to be on comms. Hmm. I mean, the comm system's out. <laughs> exactly. There are a bunch of external cameras you can try and go to that are all not working either. <laughs> I, I suspect that they need Sasha to pilot. Yeah, Sasha or Leo. All right. So yeah, uh, Sasha, you can make a uh, you can make a piloting check at base. Okay. Two tens. All right. Yeah. Um, as uh, as Seraphim and uh, as Seraphim and Cherry are reading out uh, reading out uh, the analog telemetry they're getting from the etched glass and all the markers on it that say you know the state distance based on how big the target should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they didn't get it right, then you would have made it a, like a you would have made it at a minus five. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> you're trying to do it difficult. just from the glass cockpit looking out and trying to guess where a thing is from far away. Um, and yeah, you managed to, yeah, you managed to, uh, using the manual control system, you managed to get the flight attitude correct. Um, and yeah, uh, Cherry and, uh, Cherry and Seraphim, you both see, uh, you see the docking targets, uh, line up with both ports and you move in at a slow enough speed that, uh, you managed to, you managed to, uh, latch in the, uh, docking module correctly. And you have now uh, successfully you've now successfully docked with the pigeon station. Um, Rendezvous with space pigeon complete. So uh, now you guys. Um, so now the first part of the mission, um, using the using the service module to move the 20 ton station into back into proper alignment with the sun, <laughs> so that its solar panels may again start returning power to the station and by extension your vehicle. I think this is. Our part again, Sasha? Mm, looks like it. Alright. All right. So why did they have to send a bunch of psychics? Uh, 
I don't think normal people would really appreciate having to go to a station full of pigeons. Probably OPSEC, yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to recover a supernatural artifact and also possibly talking pigeons. Um, do do we know it's supernatural? I mean, I admittedly am not an expert in all this stuff. No. Right, right. I was thinking of the thing that knocked out all the electronics. Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. Are we supposed to recover that too? Or I guess not. The flight, the flight, the the mission parameters called for a general assessment and uh, recovery or destruction of the uh, or destruction of the um, if if it could be removed if it could be removed without uh, without harm to the station or its inhabitants. Assuming there are inhabitants left. Yeah. Yeah. Are are they all pigeons? All right. Um, so yeah, uh, Cherry and Sasha, you can make piloting checks. Cherry, to um, both of you, just kind of um, one of you double checking the heading of the other, um, checking out the checking out the cockpit, uh, as you can just barely see the edge of the uh, just barely see the edge of the solar panel from the uh, from the cockpit. All right. Yeah, both of you uh, following the stars and the. Uh, Oh, well, following the stars and the and uh, the location of the sun, uh, you managed to align yourselves properly. Uh, I was really hoping I could comp- I could finish this in one session. <laughs> I mean, we can still try for it. We got yeah. two more hours. Yeah. Um, if Josh, Josh needs to. Yeah. If Josh, if it, it can, if Josh is fading, then like you should always find a a thing. Yeah. Like someone needs to guard the someone needs to stay with the ship or whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, I like to think Seraphim is for once just, like, he's just actually kind of awed by space, and so for once is keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> That's not possible. No, he has, he's really good at comms, but somehow he accidentally turned his in-suit radio off. <laughs> he's just been... <laughs> he's been making all these smarmy re- remarks that no one can hear. Yeah. So I started to get upset that I was just ignoring him. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, station moved into alignment. You guys uh, wait for a small amount of time, um, checking uh, checking the various panels to see if there's a. Uh, after you guys, uh, after you guys rendezvous. Um, well, uh, now that the station is in the proper alignment, you can, um, with everything still on, because you're not sure of the current atmospheric environment of the station, you can open up uh, your side. Um, to the uh, to the ship to ship airlock and uh, try and connect uh, power cables. Um, so whichever one of you is uh, adventurous enough uh, adventurous enough to go into the dark scary hole can go and do that. <laughs> Gregory is plenty adventurous. All right, yeah, Gregory, you uh, you open the uh, you open the. But he's invisible. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Seraphim bumps him because he doesn't know he's there. Hmm? Seraphim, what? probably bumps into him if he's going first because oh, okay. he doesn't know he's there. Yeah. Look out for the as you're opening it up, your seraphim bumps into you, knocking you into it. Used to it. Oh, hey. What and yeah, you uh, pull in the inward-facing hatch. Um, using your using your suit-mounted lights, you look down there, you find the cable, uh, find the cable from your habitation module and connect those. Um, and up in the cockpit, you guys see that there is uh, a trickle of power coming in from the solar panels. Yes, the N-word facing hatch. It's an incredibly offensive hatch. 
And yeah, um, so whoever wants to actually, so uh, the station is receiving power, and you guys, uh, from what you saw, um, it's current, it looks like it's still pressurized, did not look like it was ruptured. It's, it looks like they still have air, I don't, That's good. I um, guess that means they're still alive, or they should be. Kira, should we stay in our suits, or? I would suggest that we stay in our suits, that makes the most sense. In yeah, case right. there is something wrong with the station. Yes, ma'am. Keep a careful eye out. Right. The cherries is going to, to follow. Will we be um, able to use controls made for pigeons? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> so, Kira, what's your plan? Uh, so they're attached to the station and you're yeah you're presently docked with the station as per the configuration in the uh, in the diagram. Diagram. Hold on, let me pull the diagram up again. Okay. Where the last one was based on Kerbal Space Program, this one's based on actual space things. So <laughs> Which is why like it looks more like, like right? an actual thing that exists. Okay. Um. And not madness. I guess. I mean, it's a it's a small station if it's made for pigeons. So I guess how how many people can they? Well, I guess it's not really that small in, in relation. It's to a, it's you know from the mission reading that it uh, has 330 cubic meters internally, which is a lot more than your uh, it's a lot more than your cockpit and your habitation module. Okay. Um. So f- they have to investigate inve- investigate the station. So I guess she'll he'll just she'll top on through. All right. Uh, yeah, as you open up the, uh, as you open up the uh, the other end. Damn it! Now I'm just saying N-word facing door. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you with Sex a raging passion that I should really see a doctor about. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, from the from the stuff that uh, the the station was, des- it had uh, human design controls because these are these pigeons are designed. They're the point of this research is to see if they could send if they could send pigeons instead of or other small animals instead of robots on long term spaceflight missions. So they are being trained to use. Uh, they're being they're being trained with uh, controls for people uh, in a person right. sized module. Uh, so yeah, you turn the hatch and uh, you push inwards and it is uh you see a uh you see a you're it's currently dark in the station uh there appears to be one emergency light on uh you're currently in a long tube um you know that from the layout of the station there is uh this leads to um currently you're in well you see well you i guess you see a, a metallic wall ahead of you but there's um a short tube uh it's capable of holding about one person at a time you know this is designed to be an airlock in the case of uh both sides of the station are designed to be an airlock or a docking hatch interchangeably uh, as the station is designed to be attached to more stations or to spacecraft <laughs> god damn it no um so yeah uh so you know that just uh on the you see a hatch on the bottom side of the on the bottom side of the tube that you know will take you out into the rest of the station proper uh, you, all of you notice as you're going through the as you're going through the tube that uh, was leading you between the spacecraft and the uh, and the station. Um, this appears to have a uh, this appears to have about a dozen uh, small compartments on the outside of it. What are those for? Pigeons. Yeah, you notice that uh, you notice that most of them you notice that most of them are closed. Um, inside of the inside of um, one that is open. Uh, you see that there is a uh, inside that uh, one that is open. You see that there is a uh, 
inside of it is a single button. And uh, as you, if you stay stay there and look at it for a bit, uh, you realize that these are escape modules uh, designed to blast off of the station and uh, go in through atmospheric reentry and then send the pigeons back to Earth in the case of an event. Uh, due to power failures, they were unable to fire them. Huh. Which Alice mentioned offhandedly in the uh, in the initial briefing. Kira's gonna try and rub her forehead, but her helmet is in the way, so she just kind of slap face palms, <laughs> clunk. <laughs> As you're... Are you okay, Kira? <laughs> you hit the reinforced glass of your helmet. <laughs> I'm okay. I just we're on a spaceship made for pigeons. I, I would have thought that reality would have settled in in the first six hours of flights. Yeah, but we didn't have any pigeons on our on the ship that we just docked. Now. There's going to be little things for pigeons everywhere, and I just have to reevaluate my life a little. Could be worse. It could have been canaries. I, At least then we'd know to get out if they were all dead. It, you know, that actually gives me some comfort. Thank you. You're welcome. As you guys are uh, sitting there and talking, you actually hear the, uh, you actually hear a scraping of metal on metal. Uh-oh. And you notice that the uh, the hatch uh, the hatch is starting to uh, the hatch valve thingy. I have no idea what this is called. The doorknob. That's just what I'm gonna call it because that's what it is. Uh, starts to turn. Only pigeons could have done that. What? No. Wait. I mean, pigeons couldn't have done that. Could pigeons do that? I don't. I don't know. I I, I haven't been keeping up with the space pigeon project. Does it look like pigeons could do that? You're not sure what the mechanism that, is on the other side. On this side, does it look like they could? Um, looking at it, you do see you do see some things. Um, you know, the station is while it's designed for people, it's also designed to be operated for pigeons. So there are a number of mechanisms in place. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get you know, over that. But... I'm gonna I'm gonna roll something here. Uh, did, uh, how okay, how much how much uh, body heat is that putting out? Okay, sure, give me a roll. Um, relationship with warmth. I want to hope for the fucking best. On on the other side, there is a mannequin that's holding a, a, a handful of french fries, and if it steals a french fry, then the door opens. That is the pigeon uh, mechanism. I heard a sound. <laughs> I, I got I got two by seven. To All right, two by seven. There is a there is an amount. There is a. Uh, you do know there is an amount of heat coming from the other side of there. Uh, it is a different as uh, a different temperature than uh, than your ship. Um, appears to be actually very warm in there. I mean, uh, she, she can feel individual heat sources. Uh, yeah, there is a there is a very small heat source on the other side of there. It's a pigeon. Like a pigeon. A pigeon is opening the door. All right. Uh, okay, hold I on. Hate I hate that ha- I just said that. <laughs> no, no one opened the door. I want to see this happen. I want to see a pigeon open a door. All right. So, <laughs> you guys are Kira's in the way, so you guys yes. aren't moving anywhere unless she sure. does. I want to. So eventually, I want to quit listen, space. I've seen, I, I've seen enough horror movies to know that it's gonna be bad. Look, basically, so eventually the, uh, eventually the metal scraping comes to an end, and you guys hear the, uh, you guys uh, hear a, a kind of a creak as the, uh, as the hatch opens, and you see a, uh, you see a dove uh, fly in, uh, doing kind of a breaststroke maneuver through the air. Eventually, using its wings to reorient itself and standing on what would, what you would perceive to be your ceiling, unless you're upside down relative to Kira, then it's your floor. 
You notice the, you notice the, I mean, you don't know a whole lot about pigeons, but he, (laughs) you see, you see the pigeon kind of, uh, sit there, kind of take a few breaths and then stand at attention. Station commander Columba reporting for duty, sir. Uh, You see him give a salute with one of his wings. Sasha switches off her radio, her mutes her radio momentarily because whatever noises she's making, she doesn't want to be transmitted and look very unprofessional. I mean, your radios aren't really working right now, anyway, on account of the EM. Oh. Cherry wants to laugh, but she knows that if she laughs at this, she's going to laugh too hard. <laughs> she has to hold it all in. You'll blow everything up and ruin <laughs> So the pigeon isn't in a in a little tiny spacesuit. He's not in a just... suit. Okay, is, uh, so it's okay for them to take off their suits? Probably. That's it probably, probably smells is. a lot of pigeon. I mean, you guys are on so you probably don't air supplies, so you don't smell anything. Yeah. You smell new car smell. <laughs> <laughs> are you part of the rescue team, sir? Cheryl uh, will nod. Because <laughs> she is, still isn't sure about removing her helmet, because I'm not, and probably doesn't cut it, so... Very well. Please follow me in. Uh, Feel free to ask any questions as they are needed. You can kind of hear that he's his voice is he's attempting to maintain an air professionalism, but he is uh, his voice sounds kind of ragged. You see his pigeon feet hop off and he uh, floats on down through the hatch into the main area. Kira will follow. All right. Yeah. You guys head in. Uh, You see that the light there is uh, only emergency lighting from a uh, small number of flashlights. Um, Currently, power currently uh, lighting the station. Um, uh, all of the portholes appear to be closed right now, um, and all of well, along with all the rest of the hard, along with all the rest of the hardware, uh, the control panels appear to be offline. Um, and uh, as you guys move around, uh, you see that there, you see that this, the tube you were in is part of a, uh, is part of a central shaft that goes through the entire station. Um, there are a number of uh, ports that lead into it um, that are labeled uh, going to different areas. Uh, as you look around the station, uh, there's a lot of uh, there. There appears to be a large amount of uh, there appears to be a large amount of molted uh, molted uh, feathers kind of floating around in micrograv. Um, you also see in the you also see in the center uh, there is a big there is a uh, there uh, there is a large cylinder that appears to be smoldering. Uh, that is in uh, that is uh, attached to one side of the tube, and uh, you uh, and Zach keeps making bird puns. Um, I'm not doing it out loud, at least. Yeah. You see, uh, and you see uh, Commander Columba uh, moving through and uh, going to a going to a relatively stable free flight position, uh, just kind of maintaining a uh, maintaining a relatively stable uh, free fall in the uh, in the center of the station. <laughs> I can't. I'm imagining it's like just a bird. You know how birds sit on the ground and they're just little puff balls. I imagined him doing that in the middle of the air and just kind of like slowly tilting in the microgravity. <laughs> yeah, he's doing he's doing a very he's doing a very slow roll. He eventually corrects with through uh, experienced use of his wings. I, it's impossible to speak yes. without blowing people up. You can just can talk. There appears to be an atmosphere, so your voice will go through. 
No, because if she speaks, she's going to laugh. Okay. And if, and if she laughs, she's going to blow everybody up. She's going to blow up the entire ship if she laughs. Uh, Kira will, since, since obviously the bird is talking and there's an atmosphere, Kira will take off her helmet. All right, and... yeah. Um, as you take off your helmet, uh, you turn off your uh, you turn off your life support systems, take your helmet off. Um, the air is the air is very stale. Um, it also smell it also uh, kind of smells like a barn in here. Um, you know that the you know that uh, since the power is off, there's been no fans to circulate air. So, and there's also been nothing to scrub the air. Mm. Uh, what you recognize, Sasha, from your training sessions, uh, you recognize that the the thing sitting in the center column is an oxygen candle. Um, it is composed of. Uh, I want to say, I can't remember all the exact materials, but basically, as it smolders, it produces uh, it produces a steady stream of oxygen. Also, a number of toxic materials, but you do hear one fan that's probably filtering those out. So they hope, yeah. Uh... And yeah, as the rest of you uh, take it off, uh, take it off, yeah. Um, as the rest of you take your helmets off, uh, yeah, you can s- smell very. You s- the air is breathable. It does not smell very good, but it is is in fact very breathable. I'm glad the project managed to, uh, sirs, do you understand the, uh, do you understand the point? What were you briefed on as part of your rescue mission? I am currently entirely unsure what you were briefed on as I have not heard anything in the last few days. I can tell you the situation as best I understand it. Well, we know something collided with this place and, uh, knocked out the power and that you guys were here, and uh, that's about it that I remember. That's correct. A, uh, there was a uh, we were there was an impact from a uh, from we're not certain the, we're not certain the size of a uh, appears to be some kind of meteoroid. Uh, we're not certain the size of it, but it could not be any larger than it could not be any larger than a baseball, given that it uh, only penetrated. It, it did not achieve full hold penetration. Uh, we scrambled quickly to uh, to repair any damages, but by the time we were able to, by the time we noticed that we were on a rotational course, we were we had unfortunately moved uh, beyond the point that our panels could uh, charge the station, and were left stagnant. And uh, as he keeps talking, you guys notice that uh, lights through the station uh, slowly start. Well, you actually first you hear fans in the station start uh, start kicking on. Um, moving all of the moving all of the uh, shed uh, all of the shed feathers around, uh, they seem to catch they and as the uh, air starts to circulate, you notice all the feathers seem to be kind of moving towards the central trap. Well, everything's okay now. Nothing's wrong anymore. Everything's fine. It knows we're here. <laughs> uh, were they told to tell them about the, re- the like recovering the artifact or? Um, yeah, I mean, you were sent as a you were sent as a rescue mission, so you were told a number of things. Oh right. Um, uh, how's this rescue mission going to proceed? We have to recover all crew and the artifact. And well, you know get back home. Yeah. Well, you know that your orders were to inspect the damage, find the uh, find the cause of the impact, um, restore power to the station, and recover. And uh, if the station does not could be repaired, recover all crew and the artifact, and find something to do with the. Uh, well, determine the fate of whatever collided. Um, ma'am, Sasha and I can go out and try to scout around. Anna. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought 
you're addressing the bird for some reason. Uh, no. Here's, Why? Here's not, Can't you hear the very clearly the manly bird. voice this pigeon has? <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, I just, I'm going to say that Kira doesn't respond to the ma'am. That's like... Okay. <laughs> that, that's the pause. Kira? Yeah? Uh, sorry. Um, I, I, I was going to... Sasha and I can go out and look for the object that impacted. Okay. You guys are the best EVA, as far as I can recall. Alright. You can help a little bit. Okay. And then Grigory, Sasha, and myself will head out. And then Jerry will put her helmet back on and... Yeah. Uh, Commander Kalumba shows you to the, uh, shows you to the hatch. Um, I mean, you can also find it pretty easily yourself, just on the other side of the station. <laughs> Best of luck and Godspeed, sirs. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Then, I guess we have for Zach to come back. Yep. Um, so yeah, you guys go to the, you guys go to the airlock and proceed to start filing out, uh, one at a time, as it's a rather small airlock. Um... Kira, do you have any? Uh, you know there, are, you know there are supposed to be a dozen. There's supposed to be a dozen members on this station. God, uh, she'll inquire about it to Kalimba. Kalumba. Kalumba. It's like Columbia, but minus the A. Uh, our report says there were more crew members. What? Where are they all hiding at? Yes, sir. Uh, the remainder of the, sir, the remainder of them are located in the uh, are located in the uh, in the sleep module. Uh, a number of them, a few days after the impact, were reporting, uh, reporting and feeling ill. Uh, they were sent there for they were sent oh, there God. for the point of rest and recovery. Have you spoken to them since? We've spoken to them on we've spoken to them on and off. Okay, nothing like uh, kind of sounds right. Uh, no, sir. They appear to be very. Okay. They appear to be feeling weak. We're uncertain, but we have uh, we have reason to we have reason to suspect that the object that impacted us was mildly radioactive. What reasons do you have to believe this? I'm sorry, James. What did you say? What What reasons do you have to believe this? Well, I'm not trained as I'm not professionally trained as a doctor, but a few days after the a few days after the impact of the uh, after the impact of the object, uh, a number of the crew members none of the crew members uh, reported uh, reported feeling feeling weak, feeling ill. Uh, started uh, started uh, undergoing uh, a heavy amount of nausea. All the EM interference. Yes, there's also uh, we noted before our power went out that we lost we lost all well we weren't sure we weren't certain if it was electromagnetic interference or if the uh, or if the uh, object uh, impacted our or if the object impacted our communications relays. Our comms are fuzzy too, even our suit comms. So I'm assuming it's interference. That would confirm it. Yes. All right. Um, and so since Sasha's back, uh, the re- you guys uh, one at a time it takes about uh, takes about 15 minutes. Uh, you guys make your way out. Um, out on the other side, where you can see the very uh, the very large solar arrays, both of them together are about the size of your ship. Um, you see that uh, you start uh, making your way across the vessel. Uh, you notice it has uh, a small number of handholds, but they're set up strangely as this vessel, uh, as this uh, module is inflatable. Uh, you notice as one of the things uh, you guys notice as you head out. Um, the first thing you notice is that uh, the uh, starboard um, solar arrays appear to have been damaged by the by impact from the object. You can see a uh, you can see a hole punch through them. That's not good. She says and then realizes that no one else can hear her. Yeah. 
yeah, you guys realize that due to the interference, you have to communicate. Uh, you have to communicate visually, <laughs> or make all of your plans in an in an oxygenated environment and then head outside. Uh, so yeah, um, what is your guys' plan out here? Or you? I assume you're splitting up. Probably, probably trying to like right. cover the whole. Yeah, you can give the, me the whole, uh, uh, outside of the me, ship. Uh, EVA checks or uh, freefall checks, whichever you've called it, to move around the outside of the station. Can do. Two by seven. All right. Sasha's out there. Yeah, Sasha was volunteered to come out there. All right. Yeah. Cherry, be Cherry volunteered her because I figured that Sasha would want to be out there. Yeah. Yes, she she would. She likes being out. Also, in... Gregory, as you uh, go out on EVA, give me a Gus plus courage check as you. You had seen it before through a cockpit and how you are fully seeing the vastness of space and the height of your planets and very you're momentarily starstruck, as it were. Two nines and two eights. Space ain't shit. Yeah. No, whatever. You see it on the TV sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you got a job to do. Hey, uh, it's so... Final Frontier. There's yeah. no more frontiers after this. <laughs> so you can uh, head around uh, dividing the so... cylinder up into thirds, uh, climbing across... Um, Sasha wishes she could uh, uh, tell Grigory that it's hard to visually communicate if he just keeps going invisible. He gives an invisible thumbs up. <laughs> you realize, <laughs> yeah, you realize it's going to be hard to visually communicate like that. Um, actually, I'll say that you guys, since you see the, since it's very clear the damage to the starboard side, you start investigating the starboard section for the impact. Um, and yeah, it does. It doesn't take you terribly long to move across the uh, to move across the 15 meter length of the of the station, um, and you eventually, yeah, you do see um, you you do see a puncture into the uh, into uh, the lining of the station. It appears to have come in at a very at a uh, very low angle, as you see a uh, as you see the impact um, starts as a small tear and then turns into a divot that eventually you see it end. Uh, next to uh, one of the next to one of the uh, portholes, actually, um, and uh, uh, Grigory, um, you from your position, you notice this first. Good. <laughs> so I assume you gather, you tap other people, and direct them there, <laughs> or yeah, you just or stare less. at it yourself. <laughs> They'll find it eventually. Uh, right. <laughs> You can yeah. hear me. You can see the back portion. You can see the back portion of your. Uh, you can see the service module of your spacecraft. Um, oh, he, and the uh, he, deployed solar and the deployed solar arrays that it has as well. Grigory taps us. We look around confused, and then he's like, "Oh right, on invisibles." He taps on the wrong shoulder. <laughs> just like an just asshole. Follow, just follow the floating hose. Hmm? <laughs> you just what? Floating hose. No. Are the best hose. Oh yeah, yeah. You see his tether. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to do a handrail. So what's, so what's at the uh, the impact location? Like what's at the uh, the end of the, the as you the uh, as you move in, uh, you see uh, as you turn on your suit lights as it's uh, these walls are the these walls are about a meter thick. <laughs> um, you turn on oh, your dear. suit lights to look down into the hole, um, and you see. Uh, the divot appears to be no. It, it appears to well, the the divot is split open a bit as there's a lot of pressure against it. But you do see the object uh, wedged in there. Uh, it appears to be roughly the size of a golf ball. Um, and uh, I'll say you give me notice checks to look at specific to notice particular things about it. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's a part of Grail Two. It came all the way from the moon, <laughs> despite how Grail Two was destroyed on the surface. 
It exploded that hard. <laughs> All right. Um, Are you rolling again? Notice. Notice. I can notice things, but All probably right. not that good. Uh, yeah. So uh, Cherry and Sasha, at least, uh, as you look at it, um, the first thing that strikes you as odd is that uh, you haven't seen a, you haven't seen a lot of meteoroids in your day, but you know they're typically kind of rocky, sort of jutted things. Normally, they look like rocks. Um, this is this uh, this uh, object appears to be um, looks like it's perfectly round um, and highly reflective. That's no good. That's weird. <laughs> Cherry motions to it, trying to like sign if they should remove it or leave it be. Gregory, yeah. makes, a yanking, Gregory makes a yanking motion with his hand. I, I, I want to say otherwise Sasha was going to. No. All right. No, we'll move check as you, uh, as you touch the object. All right. Touch it. Touch the egg. I knew this is a bad idea. Oh, God, her guts are shocked, too. All right. Two by ten. The Sasha relationship is always the best, apparently. All right, two by ten. Um, as you place your as you place your fingers on the object, um, you still take a you still take a shock to hands, but you're able to maintain a hold. You're able to maintain contact with the object as as you touch it with uh, as you get your hand in there and touch it, even through your gloves, you suddenly feel a jolt as though uh, as though you stuck your finger into an electrical socket. There is a jolt and a sudden tingling. Um, but you do have a firm grip on the object if you want to if you want to try and remove it. Yeah, she'll try to remove it. All right. Uh, make a uh, make a shop check to remove it delicately, or a wrestling check to just rip it out of there. <laughs> uh, I'll go with shop. Okay. This, let's see here. As you guys notice that as Cherry grabs a hold of this object, her uh, her, her arm starts uh, shaking a little bit, starts trembling. Uh, uh, two by nine. All right, yeah. Her you, concerned look. You managed to, uh, yeah, you managed to remove it. Um, it, just, your hand is, it, you notice your hand is, your hand is clenched in the fist. You have to put your other hand around it as you have lost feeling in the hand currently. She can't convey this fact to them, but she has the thing anyhow. You notice that Cherry's holding one hand with the other hand, and her uh, her other arm is shaking kind of violently. Is there? I don't know. Anything Sasha can use as a makeshift holding device for it, so they don't have to touch it. She's gonna. If you could find a way to tie your tether around it or anything, you guys didn't specify you were bringing out any tools. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's perfectly round, so she's not sure tying the tether around it's going to work well. I guess she can try though. It's space. Just throw it back at the door we came in. <laughs> uh, Is yeah. Are you making that motion? <laughs> Trying to convey that through uh, visual signal. Nah, nah. Hit. Well, yes, but he's invisible. Yeah, she'll try and yeah tie the tether around it. All right, give me but a shot yeah, check. When Sasha, See, like, Sasha starts doing that, if you start, she will like yeah move her hand manually. Yeah, you let go. You force your hand to let go of it. Um, or actually, once you let go of your hand, your hand just kind of goes limp, and you kind of pry your fingers free and let go. And you, as you let go of it, uh, your hand, you feel the pins and needles go through your hand as you start to regain feeling. Um, and all of you see this perfectly, this perfectly round golf ball, uh, this perfectly round metallic golf ball-sized sphere, just kind of free-floating, moving slowly away. Yeah, Sasha. Well, Sasha's trying to tie it. Yeah. All right, give me a no, give me a shop check. All right, adding Cherry because it would be nice if Cherry did not have to hold it. Uh, 
two by five. Um, you, it's you, you, your hands, uh, it slips out of your tether again and again. Um, that's it. I'm gonna try it. All right. What are you trying? Uh, same thing, but tether. better. Okay. He has probably tied, better chop. Tied a lot of knots in my day. All right. Church kind of shakes her hand out a little bit as if she's like trying to. Uh, two by nine. All right, two also by nine. Four, yes. Um, six. It takes your entire it takes your entire tether to try and uh, coil this around, and it's also incredibly difficult to do if you're trying to do this without touching the thing. But yes, you eventually manage to uh, you eventually manage to ball it up and kind of keep it on a very short length. Um, trying to it's you have to keep in mind to only uh, keep it behind try and keep it behind you so that it does not make contact with you. But yes, you managed to wrap your entire tether around it. Hooray. Now I am basically stuck a foot from the ship. Hmm? There's not much slack left. There's not a lot, you know. I mean, you had to unclip your tether from this and kind of hold onto the rails with your feet. <laughs> Sasha would have maybe held onto his leg or something. Yeah, so I that mean, he someone didn't have else to worry could hold onto you, but you were basically just kind of hanging out there. Dicey. Cherry makes a pantomimes a box and then a question mark. Gregory shrugs. I... She, she, she motions to the ship uh, and then shakes her head. Yeah, Sasha just looks at her blankly. She's not very good at this whole nonverbal communication thing. <laughs> she pantomimes sphere, motions into the ship, shakes her head, pantomimes a sphere, pantomimes a box around the sphere, motions to the ship, and nods her head. Uh, this time Sasha nods and goes starts to head for into the ship to find a box she guesses all right are you guys are the rest of you guys uh heading inside uh not with the not with the fucking sphere okay so you're staying out there my tether's attached to the sphere cherry will be out there to hold on to Riri. i don't want to float into space forever all right yeah also actually is the is the sphere warm um you couldn't feel it producing a heat uh it doesn't seem to be Okay. Um, in fact, it seems to be. Um, well, yeah. The, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be producing any heat. It just when you touched it, it just shocked you. Okay. Um. All right. Um. So yeah. Uh. Sasha, you head back. Uh. You head back inside. Uh. In the meantime, um. Everybody inside the station. Um. What are you guys doing? Since their EVA is probably taking at least like forty-five minutes. <laughs> Kira and Seraphim and me. Me, Make what are you out. doing? No. Um, well, self. Uh, what's the deal with all these birds? <laughs> just chilling? Or is there only just the one? Hmm? So, well, some of them are sick, apparently. Yeah, uh, Commander Kulumba indicated that a yeah. lot of them are sick, and he's really the only one who's been maintaining the station for the last, uh, for the last day or so. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he doesn't know what to do right now. This is retarded. It's not it's not retarded. It's like a very important mission and it's cool, but like what is he gonna do? Like they're pigeons. He can't I mean, does he wanna like they're pigeons? Happy, well you all well you do have a number of things and you see their you do see their uh you do see um their uh command systems coming back online. Oh, hey, that's a good sign. You notice that anything that's connected to an external camera doesn't seem to be functioning, but the rest of them appear to be actually having readouts. Uh, the lights okay, are still off as nobody's turned them back on. Use some comms to see how stuff be. Yep. Uh, okay, two by ten. 
All right, yeah, you're checking around the uh, you're checking around the systems as you move around the control panels. Um, it appears that uh, power power is obviously very low, um, and power input is not very good. Um, but aside from that, a lot of systems uh, a lot of systems appear to be nominal. Um, there is uh, there are a lot of standing warnings. Um, Mm-hmm. You notice that the it says that the uh, the CO2 scrubbing and oxygen producing system seems to have failed, and Columba gives a hearty sigh as though he's that's not the first time that's happened. Columba, you're using up all the oxygen when you do that. Uh, Seraphim's keeping his helmet. Uh, Seraphim's keeping his helmet on though because he knows that like he doesn't want to use up all these poor birds' oxygen. All right, he's got plenty. Um, and I'll say so that uh, I'll say that Kira and Seraphim, uh, you can both give me uh, you can both give me notice checks. And Hannah, she got absolutely nothing. Okay. She was just amazed by the idea that she's on a spaceship run by pigeons. All right, Seraphim, as you're going around the control panels, um, as you're going around the control panels, kind of checking systems along with Columba and kind of shooting the shit, uh, you see something uh, you see something dart uh, into the hatch. Um, mm-hmm. uh, into the hatch leading to your ship. Well, what? Uh, hey, Kira, something just dashed into our ship. What? Oh, and, Kira's, uh, all Kira's guys... after whatever that tell that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you say that, uh, all of you can, uh, everyone can give me EVA checks. Oh God. Oh God. Wait, including including us on the outside? Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Would invulnerability apply to this? <laughs> I'll say everything on this is a weird situation. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone roll an EVA for a different reason. Two nines. All right, two nines. Damn, yeah, you guys are pros. Yeah, so, so, oh, Sasha oh, and Terry right. have oh, danced this dance before. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, each of you guys are surprised suddenly as um, as you suddenly feel a small inertial thrust. Um, uh, outside, uh, Cherry and uh, outside Cherry and uh, Grigory, as you're as you're sitting there, uh, you're suddenly jerked and have to grab onto a handrail. And as you look down, uh, you see the you see the maneuvering thrusters on your ship uh, started firing. Oh, that is not good. And Kira, you're caught for a second as they as the uh, as the thrusters start firing, um, or as the station starts moving. Um, wait, wait, where was Sasha? Was she uh, still you were, outside? You were, on, you were at the airlock. <laughs> So you basically, you just suddenly got pushed into it slightly. Ah! She's not happy if she's now cannot, if she's now trapped in the airlock. Uh, yeah, you're kind stage. of stuck. Um, the inertia, the inertia keeps pushing you as the, as you are, um, or actually you were pulled away. So you had to hold on and just kind of got thrown off for a second. I have to remember oh. my spacing. Um, okay. Yeah. She's like, Oh God. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Kira, uh, you can make in you uh, or anyone else who's in the vessel um, who's going to the who's uh, Kira. You can make an EVA check. Uh, Seraphim, if you're going there as well, uh, you can do that. Yep. All right. So, uh, so let me see for him. To, okay. Um, so uh, Kira, you were the closest to the you were the closest to the hatch. Uh, you managed to compensate for the acceleration pushing you closer to the bottom of the ship, and climb through and use that to get into the ship. Uh, Seraphim, you follow close behind, um, and both of you see that uh, both of you see that at the at the controls, um, 
do you actually see uh, one of the? Uh, do you actually see uh, a very very ragged looking uh, pigeon sitting at the pilot seat? God damn it! I knew Curtis it. Curtis going to take the pigeon by the neck and pick it up out of the pilot seat. All right. Um, you notice that the you notice that he's engaged a course. Um, Leo comes in shortly afterwards. Fortunately, he was still inside the vessel, and uh, jumps towards the jumps towards the front of the vehicle. Um, if anybody has uh, if anybody else has piloting, they can uh, attempt to shut the thrusters off. <laughs> I think Leo's the only one inside with piloting. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Kier can do a mission command to help him to help with that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> It's this point where I realize, like, oh, I just sent my character to go and try and save the day. That sounds like a thing an asshole would do. <laughs> to be fair, he is, like, the only one that can, like, that has that skill, like, at a yeah, decent level that's here. That was a yeah. four by three sound. All right, yeah. You, yeah, no, yeah, you, you get his ass in gear, and he gets in, he manages to jump in the seat as you're grabbing this pigeon that's struggling and yelling and all this stuff, um... Leo punches in. Uh, Leo punches in some stuff. What is it yelling? Hmm? Is it yelling about the sights it has to show us? Hmm? No, it's. Uh, we gotta get back to the surface. We gotta get back to the surface. It's not safe up here, man. Can Kira take it, her two fingers over? and put its beak together so it stops shouting? Yeah, you pinch his mouth. <laughs> it's struggling against you. <laughs> give me a, a shop of wrestling just... check to give me a shop of wrestling check to keep this under control. <laughs> Dude, chill out, you stupid bird. And um, all of you uh, stop being suddenly accelerated as Leo turns off the brake, as Leo turns off the maneuvering thrusters that were decelerating you. Oh god, being outside would really suck if it kept accelerating. Yeah, well, once you're pushed, it would have been really bad soon enough. And yeah, uh, all of you feel the feel the uh, the acceleration on you uh, come to rest. Right. Yeah, um, Sasha will resume trying to get right. into the space station yeah, again. Now that the space station is not bucking crazily, uh, yeah, you manage to throw yourself in, close the hatch, and uh, throw yourself in, close the hatch, open the other hatch. Um, well, repressurize, then open the other hatch. Um, in the meantime, uh, Cherry and Grigory, you just got thrown on a wild ride as you watch the braking thrusters on the ship fire, and then uh, watch the hold on for dear life as the space station moves, and then watch them stop firing. Yeah, goddamn. And yeah. probably like has has one arm like looped through like a handhold, and then another arm like holding on to Grigory. Yeah, Grigory is holding on to you and also a handrail, I'm guessing, because he rolled like a boss. Um, and yeah, uh, Sasha, um, so what are the rest of you guys doing? It takes about 10 minutes for Sasha to come back in. I'm trying to figure out what this asshole was doing, the stupid goddamn pigeon. Alright, yeah, Kalumba comes to your vessel, starts yelling at, uh, starts yelling at, um, well, he comes in, he comes in your vessel, starts yelling at, uh, the one, um, uh, that he calls, uh, he uh, is referring to it, uh, as Zarya. Uh, Zarya is currently prevented from speaking by Kira. Uh, do you guys move back to the main? Uh, do you guys move back to the to the main station, or are you just kind of staying in the ship for the time being? Um, it's up to Kira. I don't know. Uh, 
she'll order Leo to stay in there so they can have someone to pilot just in case another pigeon decides to sneak in and yes, sir. steal it. Leo stays at the pilot uh, stays at the uh, stays in the cockpit, um, and you guys move back to the regular station. Still, yeah, holding this struggling crazed pigeon. Well, she'll release the mouse so it can respond to the Columba, but yeah, she's not letting the pigeon go. Yeah, he seems to be very, very confused, disoriented. Um, he's yelling. He's 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 still yelling a lot, even as Columba does does get a hold of yourself and smacks his wing across his face. <laughs> God damn it. Kira's just grinning because this is this is her life now. She has to this is great. She just she just watched a pigeon bitch slap another pigeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys eventually see Sasha enter in. Um, yep. Sasha, you enter in. You see a pigeon uh, slapping another pigeon while Kira holds it steady and keeps from panicking so much. Uh, at this point, at this point, uh, Zarya seems to have seems to have calmed down a bit, but he's still very nervous, still incredibly rattled. What the hell is going? Yeah, like, Sasha just quickly removes her the helmet and is like, "What the hell's going on in here?" It's not safe in here, man. I don't know. It's not safe. No, not safe was being out there when the ship started moving. (laughs) If you yelled at a pigeon. Yes. (laughs) She's a little irate from that. Dude, we gotta get back to the planet. We gotta get back. We we will. That's the the point. uh, Do you... I need a box. There's a silver sphere thing, and it looked like it hurt to touch it or something. Uh, and right now we have it tied up with a tether, but we don't want to bring it in without it in a box or something. It was what hit the ship. Oh, when you pulled it out, the most of the systems started working, except for the external cameras. So it probably is bad news. Yeah, which is why... Do we have anything that's, like, lead-lined? Or you know, radiation I, or EM shielded or anything. I, I think we're supposed. We have to a have, Faraday cage. I I think we're supposed to have some kind of case for like artifact recovery. She recalls that there was yeah, one on you the guys last. Have, yeah, you guys have a you guys have a, a pouch by you have a pouch to seal the. Uh, um, it's intended to seal. It's intended to seal the, uh, the 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 portion of the branch. Right. Do we have anything that is more heavy duty to like like I was talking about anything that's like lead and or. Like really copper lined and stuff like that to stop EM interference and stuff. Like any kind of can um, I make one? Uh, you don't have anything. You don't can have I anything like that. Can I salvage some parts and make something? Uh, if you want to take apart your habitation can I take apart module, something. <laughs> if you want to take your habitation take module apart, apart that's that's radiation shielded moderately. Um, I just. I mean the thing. I mean the the pouch that you're supposed to hold the artifact in has has an amount of radiation shielding. As they're not sure what this magic as what this magic does, um, but you don't know what kind of radiation this thing is letting out. Uh, after all, there's nothing there's nothing currently set up well, that can stop like cosmic rays and stuff like that. I guess it's your call, Kira. What do you want us to do with it? Unless for some reason the commanding pigeon has seniority on her, which would be weird, but. I, I'm sorry, what were the options to take the... I don't know. Have... Do, do something with it. Take it in the container. Do they want to bring it in the ship at all? Like, take it in, like, a container so they don't have to touch it because it hurts or something to touch. Well, if it hurts to touch, then contain it somehow. I'm not right. sure about bringing it into the ship. All right. Well, 
What There's you a way that we can attach it to the outside in the container. Yeah, but won't a container just burn up on re-entry? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I guess we could just send it off into space, but I don't really know. Are, are the radios working again? Can we contact home base? The radios do not well, seem to be working. At this they'd time. probably want to keep it. I mean, if that messes up radio communication, that that could be really useful. That's a pretty handy device, or whatever it is, chunk of space. I don't know. I also say, um, as you guys are talking, you may not think, Jack. Oh, can I? Yes, All right. you can. Two by nine. <laughs> Whoa. Sasha's improving. She got two by ten on outthink. Two by eight. All right. Um. As you guys are talking, you talk about the timing and how you how you removed how oh when you removed that the uh, the the thing came back on and then you recall oh when you were checking all those things as they were coming back on you saw that guy go into the other ship. So the. I guess. The, I mean, yeah, so it's mostly it's mostly stowaway. Hmm? This little stowaway decided to run the moment that we pulled whatever that is they've got out there. Okay, what can you do? Back. Yeah, let's. Well, we should go check on the those the sick ones. Chill out. Why am I talking like this? No. Well, let's. Um. Why are you so worried, buddy? Poke, poke. Uh, the thing, 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 the ship. It's the 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 hole. The hole. It's, it's 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 rupturing. We gotta. We have to get back to the surface. We have to get back now. The station doesn't have long. Um. Why not? You crazy. It doesn't. Everything seems to be fine. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. Other than it messed up electronics, but they're working now, right? Who are you talking to? The bird. Look, it's not safe. It hit the ship. The why? Going. Why? 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 We're all trapped, man. We're all trapped in here like rats, like like AI. pigeons. I believe. I just. Can also, Sasha make some kind of check to see if this thing is just claustrophobic as well? Because boy, is she used to dealing with this kind of thing. Also, like, is anyone going to go out and talk to Gregory or Jerry? I mean, they've been trying to figure they out can't. what to do with the artifacts. That's the thing. <laughs> they can't be talked to. They're having the most silent moments. They don't have radios. They yeah. can't communicate other by, other by hand-waving. Yeah. Right. I mean... Once they figure out what to do, Sasha intends to go out there and they're bringing the thing in or what. Um, so yeah, you can... Uh, uh, yeah, duh, what, uh, what check are you making? Uh, you can make an out-think check if you want to try and analyze him. Alright, um... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you I... could ask Kira to sniff the bird. Nobody knows Kira can smell... Or no, nobody knows about her loyalty. Yeah. If I were there, I would ask her to sniff that bird. Yeah, she'll look to Kira sniff that bird assistant. <laughs> Do it. Kira, you need is, to sniff that bird. Is, sniff it. is he, like, claustrophobic, too? Is that what's going on here? Kira, you can make a, yeah, you can make a small fear check. Yeah, she'll sniff this bird, sniff I guess. that bird. What, yeah, why is this bird sniff so that bird so assistant. <laughs> can't do it. I can't sniff the bird. Three by nine. Um, it's, he's not claustrophobic per se, um, as you feel, as you kind of feel out his fear, I don't know the exact extent of what Kira's fears are, or what Kira can f feel off of other people, like surface thoughts and things like that related to fear. Pretty much, yeah. Alright, yeah, you know, currently going through his mind, there is kind of a thing, he has a thought that he's, he, he has the constant prevailing thought that he's trapped, 
uh, it doesn't seem to be anything about being in this close space, about being in this closed space. And it's strange that uh, he he wants he really really wants to go back to the surface he he's he knows he doesn't want to be in space anymore he doesn't he doesn't want to be in space he needs to get back but you know thinking about that um and sasha you know just looking at the outside from being outside the ship like if he decelerates and sends this thing in it's just gonna burn up it's not designed to re-enter the atmosphere and if and furthermore you know that um kira as you noticed you know if he wanted to get back uh if power has actually been restored to the uh, to the escape modules, he could have just taken that. He has so a constant. He has a, he has a he has a thing. He has a constant drive. He needs to take this station and put it on Earth. I. He, he, but if you yeah, Sasha will point out the thing she got, which is that. But like with the way your with the way your station ship is damaged, if you try and drag that in, it's going to all burn up. You see him kind of stare, kind of think about this. We gotta get back, man. We gotta get back. We gotta get back to the surface. Calm down. Can't stay up here anymore. Calm down, little guy. And Kira will take a patronizing finger and stroke the area between <laughs> his eyes. Are you going to? <laughs> are you going to instill loyalty in the pigeon? No, she was just being a little. She was just being a jerk, but. Pigeon loyalty. I, I can now that you've mentioned it. Please don't instill loyalty in a pigeon. She's going to. That's well, going to jam everything. A pigeon is going to fucking send letters to people for her after this is done. Two by eight. Right, yeah, you've instilled loyalty. He, he calms down and at the same time is not calm. Because he's freaking out. He's. About- station yeah he just he, he 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 stops yelling constantly and he kind of stops saying all that but he's just kind of his shouts kind of turned into soft little coos yeah right. <laughs> he just sort of <laughs> kind of starts anxious. he sort of just kind of he goes he kind of starts it, it's it's weird you can smell fear coming off of him but at the same time he is also not fearful he's he, less fearful and just more anxious and uh, I'll say, uh, Kira, you can give me another thanks check. Two by nine, followed by two by eight. All right. The way it's kind of going, you're instilling loyalty, telling him not, basically mind controlling him not to be afraid. And then you notice he keeps being afraid and then not afraid. And this kind of reminds you of if you're trying to fill a car's engine but you kick the gas line out and it just keeps barely running while everything's pouring out and you realize that something something else is kind of uh you realize that something else is putting the fear in him yeah it's not him who's it's he's not the one that's scared something else is transferring the fear to him like like with the snake i remember what the snake did Snake was. She opens her mouth and then realizes that the only other person who was here during that is Grigory, and he's still outside. <laughs> um, uh, another mission. We ran into a snake thing that was making everybody afraid to be disliked by this. Kira was. Or there no, too. no, Kira was there. Yeah. yeah. No, remember the re- remember the snake? It was making everybody afraid to not be liked by the kid. Oh right, right. Yeah. Do you think it's that orb? I probably I, I don't know what else it would be. All right. Also, Sasha, you realize so you left it's... Cherry and Grigory out there with the orb oh, for like no. twenty or thirty minutes. 
Cherry and Grigory have been with that orb for a while now. We're fine, probably. I should probably go check on them, and should I tell them to jettison the orb off into deep space? Because that sounds like a thing we should uh, do. That sounds like something that the project would like. The yeah, creepy orb any... that's mind-controlling things and wants to be that, and that maybe mind-controlling things... Forcibly shoved onto Earth. Um, you know... Uh, don't we have a box for artifacts or something like that? Yeah, that's what we you were discussing before. It. Um, and I'll say, if your plan is to throw it out into deep space, how? Just take it. Got an arm. <laughs> oh, wait. It, it won't get Where very in far. Orbit, it'll get caught in orbit. Oh, that's a good point. She probably can't throw it with that much force. I don't know, time powers, she might be able to throw it with enough force. Oh, if only Mikhail was here, too. This would be the perfect time to try out their railgun effect. Oh, my God. <laughs> we need to launch this thing out of orbit. All right, Mikhail. <laughs> time, time plus gravity equals railgun. And Leo, too. Leo! That's what she thinks. Well, okay, if we want to keep it, we got to find out, I don't know, some way we can seal it so it isn't mind-screwing with people. And if we want to get rid of it, um, Leo, maybe do you think you can telekinesis it into space? I can try. Um, or melt it? It might be metal. May I haven't seen it. I can I can I can try. I don't know. I can only melt it down though. I don't know what that would do to whatever is there. Um. All right. Well, in any case, let's hurry up and decide something because I don't really like the idea of leaving. Yeah. And Grigory out there with it if it's got weird power stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like Kira, yeah. who's in charge, is it? Do they want to try and contain it, or is it too dangerous to keep aboard? Basically, Kira kind of likes it because it gives fear, and she likes people being afraid. So she's gonna say that they should try to contain it. All right, I'll take the bag out to them then. I, are you, are you sure? I'm. I mean, I guess I'll just. We should be careful. I don't know if the if we don't have a bag that stops it, it might be a bit dangerous to leave with us. Well, is there a way that we can test it once we get it in the bag to see if the bird stops freaking out? Well, yeah. If the bird stops freaking out once we get it in the bag, then probably. Oh, yeah. I'll. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you grab the. Yeah, you grab the bag. Grab the bag right. and. Uh, yeah, she puts her helmet back on and heads out back to airlock. <laughs> All right. You wait ten minutes. You go out there. And she's gonna yeah, gonna go find Grigory and Cherry. Alright, yeah. Grigory Cherry, you've been out there for a while. <laughs> um Keep the orb steady. You see the yeah, you see uh, Sasha. Uh you see Sasha come with a containment bag. Cherry breathes up huge a huge sigh of relief. Yeah, she waves as well. Yeah, Sasha waves and yeah, brings the bag over so that they can contain this golf ball sized whatever it is. Alright, yeah. You put it in there and uh you put it in there and seal it. And they'll head back inside the ship, I suppose. All right. I assume radio connections don't come back just because it's in the bag. No. As soon as they're as soon as they're they're inside, Cherry takes off her helmet and is like, "Oh, thank God." Yeah, no, you're finally out of a tiny fishbowl you've been in for a while. What? Where? Where, where were you? We had a bit of an issue. <laughs> One of the birds tried to bring the ship back to Earth. Great. Oh. Oh, that's wonderful. And it's probably that little orb's fault. You do notice that as the um, as the orb comes inside, the uh, the, uh, the Zarya seems to just pass out again. Mm. I can't tell if he's calmed down or just exhausted. 
No one's medically trained. We don't have arson. Nobody's medically trained to examine a bird. I don't think arson's medically, medically trained to examine a bird. He could have sense to see if the vitals were working. Yes, he can do that. That's not medical training. That's just okay. gross. Power. He could pounce <laughs> to, to help the bird. Yeah, no, as soon as the thing came inside, you felt the, uh, you felt the, you, you stopped smelling the fear being, uh, coming from this. And he just passed out. Uh, so, well, that could be a factor of him passing out. Because once you're not conscious, you can't feel fear. Or, uh, I guess Kira will just like take the bag and walk around to the other birds and see if she can smell anything. Everything like, seems to be fine. Birds. All right. Well, there doesn't seem to be any fear leaks, so pack it up and let's go. All right. Another mission well done. Back to Earth, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and what's your assessment of the cur- what's your assessment of the uh, of the current condition of the station? It is giant tearing it from where this golf ball hit it. Is it, it, is is a, it, is it hole fixable? Maybe. plating over it. <laughs> uh, should I like roll an outthink check to? Yeah, uh, outthink. Uh, people can make a good uh, assessment. Yeah. Sasha will assist her and give her a die because hey, they both were often patching up the previous ship. They have kind of an idea of. It's actually, I was going to be using the relationship with Sasha for that. <laughs> yeah, there that you logic. Go. So you are assisting then? Yes, she's assisting. Okay. I guess if Gregory wants to pitch in as well, he can. I will also do that. Since he was out there for a while, <laughs> looking at that yes. hole. I, I came up with 40 ways to destroy it, and two ways to fix it. I got uh, two by nine. All right, uh, two by nine. Um, it's held for a couple of days, um, but the systems weren't on. Um it's a pretty deep. It's a pretty deep cut, and also uh, the panels are damaged. Uh, solar panels are damaged. Uh, you have uh, your your guess would be that the your guess would be to uh, probably be the best to abandon the station. Yeah, but they've got power, so their little tiny pigeon escape pods will work, right? They should. And oh, you know that it, you know talking. that um, as you've from what you guys have observed, most of the pigeons are probably going to have to go back to Earth for uh, probably going to have to go back to Earth for you know medical treatment and stuff like that because they're <laughs> however you if this is, or something or dissection. <laughs> you don't know. They're oh. test subjects. The station should be abandoned. It the whole. The, the, all, all, all of the damage is a little too great to actually repair. You know, as Kalumba looks kind of down, I suppose it had oh, to be done. I'm sorry. But we'll get you guys back safe. Yeah. I don't know what the most ideal way to go about evacuation. Um, there's power, so the uh, evacuation shuttles should probably work. We can give them a try, yes. Sasha only assumes that's what they're supposed to do because she doesn't know if they're... Was their ship equipped to bring pigeons back? She has no idea. I mean, you're... You're not sure how you'd put them in. You didn't have any means by which to hold them. Right. It's simple. We brought up a sack of breadcrumbs. I mean, you did mention that we also had some kind of like... You had, a, you, had an, you had an emergency bailout system that you probably could have put them in. If you if it came to that, if the station was too badly damaged, then somehow you got them on board. Uh, um, just one thing: we're going to need the artifact that's on your ship. Understood. He leads you to the uh, he leads you to the center of the central column, and uh, points to a uh, points to kind of a latched area. 
and you reach up, kind of unscrew that and pull it out, and you see that there. Uh, uh, and yeah, you see inside this cylinder, you can. Uh, it's kind of a glass cylinder. You can see a portion of the of the tree branch. Okay. Um, I guess she'll bring that with. And All right. You don't have an wait. ideal means of containing it, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. Isn't that stick what gives the pigeons their sentience? Yeah. Well, they're not. So, the, the studies haven't been. Uh, studies haven't shown how long they could be without it before they lose that. Uh, the original. The original studies on the subjects in uh, northeast in the northeastern United States showed that they could, as once they were exposed to the tree that that branch came from, they maintained it forever, or in def- or at least for the time that they were observed, no matter how far they moved from it. Mm. More experiments then. So, to they, the pods. So no, they're not going to just uh, send them to Earth then and make them a bunch of normal birds again. Well, that's my question: is that you put smart pigeons in the escape pods, and then all of a sudden they go on Earth, they land safely, and you're left with a bunch of pigeons, regular old pigeons. I, well, if they don't come back, will they be treated like missing agents? Will the project have to go after them and try and find? Well, one find thing you, um, one things. thing you do, um. <laughs> Are you guys talking about talking about this out loud? Yeah, I Probably, yeah. I wasn't. Sasha was. Never Sasha fear, really sir. Just... In the uh, in the case of in the case of loss of sentience, uh, in the case of loss of uh, in the case of loss of sentience, uh, one of the reasons pigeons were selected uh, is that we have a natural we have a natural homing signature. We will be able to find the base on instinct alone. If, oh, if you get oh, that's near, excellent. If you get near the branch again, will you regain your memories? Unknown. It is also unknown if we will lose sentience. Oh. That is the risk we have to take. That is the risk we take as brave explorers into this strange new world, sir. I, I'm not... I, I'm really growing fond of these guys. Yeah, like, Sasha's like, that's amazingly brave. <laughs> they are some brave birds. It is what we were bred to be, sir. <laughs> well, Godspeed, then. <laughs> Sherry right, uh, won't give the pigeon a salute. Yeah. <laughs> pigeon gives a salute back with his wing. Yeah. Like, no matter how ridiculous that is, this pigeon's a badass. Oh, yeah. They go to the pods, and there's mournful brass playing. <laughs> Sasha, Sasha looks a little, yeah. might even look a little watery-eyed. Like. You guys have to. You guys do have to wait on the station for a bit, as um, if you're going to deorbit the station, you have to do so so it lands in so it land, so it breaks up over the Pacific. <laughs> So that people don't, so that people don't notice the remains of a giant, giant ass pigeon station crashing down over their town. <laughs> no. Also, that's my new so, car. You know, also, you know that your, you know that your vehicle is rated for a, uh, is rated for a water landing specifically. So you will uh, crash down, or uh, you will splash down the Pacific as well. Well, that's better than them hitting like somewhere in what Africa, like before. Yeah. And heavy to blow until we how long until we can head back home you see uh Columba kind of looks at the flight chart and kind of tries to estimate where they are he opens a shutter to look out I'd say about 30 minutes sir oh right okay oh, then that's not that long too bad at all you guys realize that you are orbiting the earth every 90 minutes so it doesn't take a terribly yeah. long time to get somewhere <laughs> oh <laughs> it's true you're going eight kilometers a second a lot of kilometers. Yeah, on the second of, scale, anyway. Yeah, for real. Uh, all right. Um, Jerry will show wait. Right, yeah, you guys. Thirty minutes. Yeah, 
you guys wait on board um with that with that bag with that sphere in it just kind of sitting there just floating around she'll try to she'll try to like while she's waiting i guess she'll try to like figure out if she can notice anything special about the sphere looks like a sphere <laughs> is it a perfect sphere is it like did, did you the bag and perfect? examine it <laughs> no no she's not there's only so the much you can look at. It's like it looks like kind of a mylar pouch. It's covered in a lot of stuff to keep radiation from getting to you guys. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh. So did Josh fall asleep? No. Sorry. Okay. Sort of. I just noticed you hadn't talked or wrote or anything in the chat for a while, so I wasn't sure. The, I guess. Um. Yeah. It's mission accomplished. Yeah. I guess so. And about 10 minutes before you guys uh, depart, um, a lot of the pigeons are really sick and are having trouble moving. <laughs> are, are, are they helping? The, the, I, the, Sasha will help pigeons get in. The... Yeah, you put them in. You put them in their dozen little uh, escape pods uh, radially. And about 10 minutes before you guys leave, um, I mean, as they get in, they close all the they close the doors and kind of seal it, uh, seal the bridge uh, or seal the tube between your ship and uh, their ship. And then uh, you can hear, 10 minutes before, you can hear a bunch of explosive bolts firing. And if you look, uh, if you either look out uh, out your cockpit or out the windows, you can see there, you can see some uh, retro thrusters firing on their little escape pods as they decelerate very rapidly and fall behind you guys. Little pigeon-sized escape pods. I can't. <laughs> and yeah, um, I guess actually you guys are probably looking at this from the cockpit since as 10 minutes before your estimated time to begin deorbit burn, you'd probably be, you know, getting yeah. in your ship and getting ready to depart. All, all, all suited and sealed up and getting ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You close the hatch and yeah, you, um, and yeah, you guys can make a, uh, you guys can make a piloting check as, uh, or Sash, uh, anybody with piloting can make a piloting check to do the deorbit burn without any measure of real computer guidance. All right. Yeah. She will, whatever. She maneuvered a spaceship fighting a giant robot. It's true. Two nines. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. Cause <laughs> how many crises is that? Hmm? I think that's three crises this mission. Um, and it's okay because Leo also rolled three nines to help. <laughs> so yeah, you guys do it uh, very well, um, and then you um, it takes a while for your um, you're pretty much just going wholly off of your altimeter. Um, and once you notice that your apparent speed is correct, and once you notice the altimeter is dropping as you believe it should, um, you maneuver the ship into position uh, so that the so that the station is behind you, and you undock from the station. And then um, you guys, uh, you guys start uh, noticing the effects of. Uh, well, yeah, your uh, your altimeter keeps uh, falling lower and lower. Um, as you look at the glass pit cockpit, you can notice that atmospheric drag is starting to uh, move the station away from you now. And at the proper altitude, uh, you uh, well, you guys close the hatch between the uh, between the orbital module, uh, between the habitation module and the descent module. And at the proper time, you decouple that. Uh, you can f- feel a major kick as uh, two-thirds of your spacecraft blasts off uh, to burn up in atmospheric reentry. And you guys uh, start. Um, and yeah, uh, Sasha and everyone can give me piloting checks to get the ship properly oriented as you begin uh, as you begin your descent. This is an important one. 
Can Kira use a mission control to assist? Or? Yeah, sure, you can use mission command to try and get people to do the right things. Uh, does that give me bonus dice, or is it just considered into the overall effect? It's considered into the overall thing. Okay, because I only got two okay. four. <laughs> Unfortunately, Leo did a lot of piloting training specifically related to this craft, so with his two nines, he is using the uh, maneuvering... He's using the small maneuvering fins on the back to keep things level. Uh, this thing does not have any wings. It just kind of it flies based on the shape of its body and then also maneuvers based on a couple of small rudders in the back because it's going so fucking fast. <laughs> and yeah, you guys can start uh, as you guys get deeper and deeper into the atmosphere and the actual little rudder things are starting to help. You can you see the uh, you see reentry plasma start coming up over the coming up over the bottom of your ship. Um, going over, and you can see it from the cockpit now. Um, and yeah, uh, do you uh, feel a major pull forward as uh, one of your as when you hit a certain altitude, uh, your drag chute deploys or your hypersonic drag chute deploys to keep you properly oriented in the right place and start slowing you down more. Um, and then as you get, you can feel a major rattling. You have to clench your jaw because otherwise your teeth start smashing together. Um, and uh, you feel another major kick forward as uh, you, well, as you start, as you see the water getting closer and closer and closer. You feel another major kick forward as your, uh, as, and you can hear some explosive bolts uh, blow out some side panels. And from the glass cockpit, you can see uh, both of your, uh, both of your actual landing parachutes deploy. And you're all suddenly kind of jerked down a little bit as you start, uh, but you start slowly descending. You can hear kind of a creaking of the. Uh, um, as the parachutes hold the vehicle up, and you still have uh, you still have no contact with the uh, you still can't hear anything from mission control. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is Sasha has realized belatedly that the problem that part of the problem with this is they can't exactly radio mission control let them know they're coming back in. So they just kind of have to hope somebody figures it out. Yeah. And the right. Well, they know the estimated time of your. They know how long your mission should take, and they'll probably notice when. You have. You hope they'll notice that when the station is coming back in. Yeah. Also. Um. Such. Also, she probably is has her eyes closed and is kind of muttering to herself in order to keep herself calm because. While she's piloting. She's not really piloting. I anymore, mean, at this I point, the, at, this at this point, point your ship is coming exploded. down under parachute descent. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a whole lot more for her to do, and now she's kind of nervous because hanging from a parachute in a dead, tiny, strapped into a chair is kind of in a tiny, cramped area is kind of unnerving. Yeah. I mean, you her. can see out the front of the cockpit and see the sky and the ocean, but yeah, just gonna have to keep reminding yourself that outside is a very wide open space. Yeah, just. And all you feel one last bump as the as the vessel hits the uh, as the vessel hits the water, you're slammed down. You you have to keep your heads against the uh, against the backrest to avoid having them jerk forward. And you hear one last set of detonations as another set of panels come out and uh, the flotation devices that are keeping your to keep your vessel um, above the water uh, pop out. That's that's a good thing to have. And now you're yeah you've safely returned. You're in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> There's no way to contact Central. There's no way to contact headquarters. We're just, we're just gonna wait, right? I guess so. In the tin can, basically. Yep. Yep. Well, if you guys maybe leave with that thing or get outside, 
if it's not touching, well, I don't know because the air might conduct the bullshit. I mean, yeah, you was... know that. I mean, you know that the the, the robotic craft yeah. they tried to send got thrown off, and that was in vacuum. Yeah. I think unless you want to go out and try and swim away from it, away is I don't think it's gonna make a difference. She kind of stares at the bag or wherever the bag is and hopes that they made the right decision in bringing it back. Yeah, you guys strapped it into one of the overhead, one of, one of the uh, floor-mounted supply areas. There's also enough provisions in there to hold out for a couple of days. I suppose Grigori turning invisible wouldn't have any effect. That he's still tangible when he's invisible. So yeah. Yeah. So he would. So no, if he turned invisible holding it, that I don't think that would make a difference. And. I could attempt to lift someone with telekinesis, and if they have uh, one of the portable radio units, we could try and turn on a beacon or something. Uh, okay. I I don't know how you know how well that'll work, but we can try. Or conversely, if you think you can lift something far enough to be out of its range, you could just lift it. True. Until yeah. we can signal. All right. Good work. That also may be a bit less conspicuous on the off chance a plane comes by. All right. Mission commander. Go for it. All right. He takes the, yeah, he grabs the bag and opens up the hatch and uh, let me just roll telekinesis. I'm just going to go sit outside for a few minutes. Yeah, you climb up the ladder and go out. <laughs> assume you take, you've taken your pressure suit helmet off. Yeah. You can is, smell. Is it, is it too hot outside to like? Um, I mean, you guys crash down in the water and you can see steam, but as you open up the hatch, you can smell your charred spacecraft. Uh. Yeah, I suppose it may not be a good idea to actually touch the outside of it just yet, but yeah, you notice all the burns as the uh, as the heat shield melted over, or the heat shield you know melted away on reentry. All right, so <laughs> all right, yeah, Leo manages to throw it out. Uh, manages using his telekinesis, he manages to throw it kind of high above, maintaining contact on it for a, for a couple of minutes. You guys notice that as it levitates away, eventually you manage to get back in contact with, uh, you manage to, you hear uh, the static pass and all your instrumentation starts coming back online. All of it reports a lot of errors as parts of your spacecraft are missing. No kidding. God. So you guys have a minute or two to send a, to send a signal out to command. Uh, what kind of message do you send? Coordinates. All right, a good call. Uh, Ordnance, and also mentioned that we've got an item that jams radio signals. All right. Item that, yeah, jams radio signals. Give me a comms check to make that before... uh, before... Comms check? Comms check? Request some kind of extra special artifact containment thing. God damn it, dropping dice everywhere. Two tens. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, with two tens, yeah, you managed to get, uh, you managed to tune back in. Uh, you also connect to uh, local uh, GPS satellites to get your latitude and longitude. Um, and yeah, you get across the message. You've uh, touched down. Um, you've sent the members of the the members of the crew have returned. They may return to headquarters sometime soon. Um, and did you have an artifact that you need transported? And yeah, uh, mission command. Before they cut out, they'll say they'll be there, and the, they say they they'll be there in about twelve hours. <laughs> Great. Uh, oh, okay. So you guys hang out in a. You guys hang out in your uh, in your drift. You guys drift aimlessly in your boat. <laughs> oh, I'm going to sleep. It turns invisible. 
Cherry will take off her suit and then try to find the best place to relax. All right, yeah. Which is very limited. There's not a terrible space. amount of space in here as it's a, it was a cramped cockpit when you were able to use all of the space on the floor and ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are some handholds on the side of the vessel. Um, and yeah, all you guys just kind of chill out and wait in the heat in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> as, yeah, uh, is, there, is there a point where they can actually leave the ship? Yeah, I mean, you could go out and go into the ocean. You could go out and go into the ocean if you felt like it. I mean, Pool is there party. a point where they can just, like, chill out on the side of the ship? Um, I mean, we'll you, can, you could kind of lay on the top of it, but the rest of it is very aerodynamically set up and is very steep. Yeah, she'll lay out on the top of it All right. at some point, because so, the sun is deliciously warm. Yeah. If, man, if, if the, the, fuck it, if she can, Sasha totally goes swimming at some point. Not straying too far from it, obviously, because yeah. ocean. But yeah, you take off. You take off your pressure suit and into your like m- very minimalist space clothes. Yeah, you jump in the water. <clears throat> stay very close to your. Stay very close. You can see that. You can see the char. You can see the char marks along the bottom of your spacecraft. Yeah. Oh wow. And yeah, um, a very long time passes. Um. And eventually, you guys see the. Uh, eventually, you guys, um, uh, you see a very large. Uh, you see a very large seaplane um, come down. Uh, it notices your. It notices your vessel. Uh, Sasha, as you looked, as you were swimming, you noticed that the back of your vessel was uh, spraying out a lot of green dye. Is that is that normal? That looks... that's yeah. Well, you know, um, it was part of the flight instructions that it would do that as making as part of making your vehicle visible for water landing. Ah, okay. So she hopefully knows that the green day isn't harmful. Probably not. She tries to still not to swim near the green dye because coming out of the water green is still. It's embarrassing. It's... <laughs> kind of icky <laughs> and yeah uh eventually you guys yeah eventually the seaplane um comes over uh, comes overhead uh touches down the, touches down in the water and kind of taxis to your position uh they throw out a they throw out a set of uh rope ladders for you guys to climb up i hope they have a towel on a seaplane i give it a 50 50 <laughs> yeah they'll probably have a towel <laughs> and cherry climbs up the, climbs the rope ladder yeah, and yeah, eventually all you guys board the seaplane. Um, they, you know, they ask you to they they make sure to double check that you've gotten everything of value off of the off of your uh, spacecraft. Uh, two, two artifacts check. All right, you see, um, uh, there's a guy in the front of the plane who uh, points his finger at each of the at each of the inflation at each of the uh, inflation things. Uh, and you see them all rupture, and the vessel starts to sink it down, going down into Davy Jones' locker. That's convenient. All right, strap yourselves in. We're on our way back to HQ. Understood. Gives one of you a hearty pat on the back. It gives you a hearty slap on the back as he moves back to the moves back to the uh, co-pilot seat. And yeah, um, yeah. And as you guys uh, start making your way back to the uh, back to headquarters. Um, uh, if you don't have anything else you want to do, I'll say uh, it's. I'll say that you. Uh, we can end the session there as you guys fly off back to uh, <laughs> back to Pixie HQ. Uh, all right, cool. You guys are summarily debriefed, and uh, they put the artifacts in a very in a very big box, and put that box in another box. <laughs> They're not sure what that'll do. 
and then they put it in the Indiana Jones warehouse. Well, does it does it like when they, they have put a it box in, when that... they put it in there? It still keeps it still keeps interfering with radio signals. That's not heartening, but they put it in a uh, they put it in a much uh, in a lower area. So, but they they send it off to they send it off to one of the other facilities. Maybe if they put it in a Faraday cage. They put it in a Faraday cage. It doesn't seem to stop whatever this is. That's not good. I mean, they put it in a completely, like, they put it in a lead-lined box. <laughs> that didn't stop it. Huh. Sherry will request, uh... Whatever radiation other... this thing appears to be outputting, um, it does not seem to be stopped by any materials you guys have. Sherry will request any, like, information about that, if it's possible, like, when uh, it's been researched, if she, can under- if she can understand what the hell that is. Yeah, they're sending it to the other... Just curious. To one of the other facilities for research. They cart it off in a, they cart it off in a big truck. <laughs> and yeah, you guys are debriefed. Um, and things go back to... Uh, things start going back to business as usual. And I'll call it to a session... I'll call the session to a close there. Yay! So, uh, questions, comments, suggestions. You guys have fun? Yeah, I, I had I fun. It. it was a very <laughs> solemn ex- session. I was expecting... <laughs> Way more Hotful Boyfriend jokes or references. Actually, but... that was not the. Let me see if I can find the thing I had in mind because there's a diagram. Um, let me see. I have... can, let me see if I can find this picture because it's a really. It's the thing that made me write this scenario. There I is did... a. I guess if I can't find it, I'll basically just say that on Radiolab's Tumblr, they posted a page from a manual on how to drop pigeons from a B-52. Huh. That there is a. Okay, I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing all the pigeons got sick because of the orb. Why was our commander pigeon not? I mean, he was. He was just toughing it out. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I said, yeah, he, he was... sounded really ragged. He just knew he had uh, to keep the ship going, or else they were all going to die. <laughs> I okay. I just assumed he sounded ragged because he was the only one who's been working for the last. No, Columbo, there's a lot. Columbo of... is. He was the best pigeon. Holy shit! There's a reason he's station commander. I, I thought just all pigeons talked ragged. <laughs> I would buy a relationship with birds, but it would have to be a weird relationship after that. I cannot justify buying a normal relationship with it. Shit, I'll have to find this picture because it's the whole reason I wrote this. It's just so fucking crazy, and I don't know why it exists. Also, did we make a horribly bad decision by containing the artifact instead of launching it into space? Well, you gave me another scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a yes, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything in particular. Good job, Kira. She had an affinity for the item. Sasha was all for throwing it into the sun, but just saying. I will say I had a whole bunch of options written on how to send on how to get it away from the Earth. Some of them kind of required Mikhail to be there because Mikhail knows a lot about astronomy and would know where the moon is at appropriate times. Like slingshotted around the moon or something. Yeah. I would, yeah, but yeah, it is kind of a shame he wasn't there because if he was, they could have totally tried out the like Sasha Leo Mikhail railgun combo. I also <laughs> had just... also one of my one of my launch plans included Cherry creating a tiny explosion behind it as well as the other things. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you guys had fun. Um, uh, I'm tentatively. Uh, I think my my tentative title for this uh, for this session is pigeonholed. All right. Um, I'll say you guys get. Uh, I'll say you guys get um, two experience plus uh, 
the MVP can get another one, obviously. Um, and also one relationship experience, oh. why not? Uh, and if that's two oh, and one it? relationship. All right. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess if there's no other questions, uh, this is Drunk the Ugly. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Uh, uh...